0: This is the NTT IndyCar Series.
1: Pillow has been on a terror since the beginning of this race. And now we will make a look to the inside, and he will clear Will Power. We have a new leader here at WeatherTech. What Raceway. a move by Joseph Newgarden. He got another
2: one at the entrance of the court through. He'll get to the inside and pass Felix. Newgarden is in. He's stalled out. The black sidewall tires go on. Speedway fuel is in. Rapid stop. He's down and away.
3: Pillow will come down the hill, and the curtain is about to fall on the NTT IndyCar season with live
0: flag-to-flag coverage from WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. This is the IndyCar Radio Network.
3: Alex Valo
4: is indeed your NTT IndyCar Series champion, but there is still much to be decided: valued leader circle money, the Rookie of the Year title, Firestone Pit Performance Award, the Manufacturers' title, and just as important, off-season momentum that comes with the win. This is Mark James. Felix rosenquist says so long to Errol McLaren by winning pole. He is with Ryan Marine
2: final race of the season final start for aero mclaren for the pole sitter felix rosenquist you rolled off from the best starting position in the field how motivated are you to end this tenure with this team on the highest possible note
5: well, i think as motivated as i can be uh you know i'm gonna pour everything i can into this race we have the best possible uh, situation going into it and the car is still good um yeah we just be a perfect ending to do something special this race so we're uh, yeah super focused and uh, have a good feeling about it, but it's obviously 90 laps to go a lot of things can happen you just got to stay sharp even if you lose a couple spots here and there you just keep keep your head in the game and uh we'll uh make sure we have something to celebrate no one had any running
2: really in warm-up this morning how much into the unknown are you going in the race today
5: I think it's the same for everyone, you know. We had the same in Nashville. I think you, you figure it out, right? These engineers are very good at what you're doing. So I think it's more about driver comfort, you know, pit in, pit out, all those kind of things. Uh, you're going a little bit into the unknown, but uh, I feel like we had a long week here, and we, we, we know the track at this point, so we're, we're good to go. Best of
2: luck. Thank you, man. Felix Rosenquist will lead the field to green in the final race of the 2023 NTT IndyCar Series season.
4: Alex Pillow becomes the first IndyCar Series champion since way back in 2007 to clinch the series title before the finale with his win at Portland International Raceway and looks to cap his dominating 2023 in style here at Laguna Seca, where he won last year, as you heard right off the top. The second title in three years for Alex Pillow. He is with Alex Wolfe.
6: Well, last week with his victory in Portland, Alex Pillow locked up the 2023 NTT IndyCar Series Championship. Alex, what's this last week been like?
7: Yeah, it's been amazing, honestly. We celebrated a bit after Portland, uh, but then we just uh, had to concentrate on the last race of the year. Yeah, we locked up the championship, but we have an opportunity to try and fight for the race again here Laguna. We have a great team, great car, really fast. So, yeah, starting P5 today. We'll try and do the best we can to try and win it.
6: You won in dominant fashion here last year, and now with a lot of unknowns, with the new repaved surface, with also only about 10 minutes of running this morning because of the fog. What do you think is the outlook to try to repeat as a race winner?
7: Yeah, obviously super uh, tough with not having almost warm up. We only had like 5, 10 minutes, but uh, I feel great. The car is good. The car's been fast all weekend, and hopefully uh, will allow us to get something ahead of our competitors. Wish you a good, safe day out there. Thank you.
6: The 2023 Series champion, now two-time NTT IndyCar Series champion, Alex Pelot rolls off from the inside of the third row.
4: And uh, this is a bit of an abbreviated pre-race show, boys and girls, because when we come back, we will head trackside for pre-race festivities. As uh, the green flag is scheduled for about 26 minutes past the hour here at the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. The Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey will be the 26th IndyCar Series race at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, but just the 4th since 2004. Teo Fabi won the very first IndyCar Series race at WeatherTech Raceway in 1983. Alex Palou, Colton Herta, and Elio Castroneves, who won at the track in 2000, are the only former winners entered in this year's race, but there are 21 drivers who have, in fact, raced here in the past. It is time to go trackside.
0: At this time, we ask that you please rise and remove your hats as the Defense Language Institute Language Center Color Guard presents our nation's colors. Please remain standing as Chaplain Jason Holt of IndyCar
8: Ministries offers today's invocation. Father God, we thank you for the gift of life and for creating such an amazing place for a racetrack. God, we thank you for the brave men and women who sacrificed it all, that we might be free to gather and pray openly like this today. And so, God, we ask for your blessing over these drivers, teams, safety personnel and these great fans, that we would have an exciting and yet safe day of racing. But most of all, we say thank you for the hope and love available to all at the cross of Jesus Christ, in whose name I pray, amen.
0: Here to honor America with the singing of our national anthem, please welcome Airman First Class Natalie Angst from the United States Air Force Band of the Golden West.
9: through the perilous fight, or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. And the rockets regular, the bombs bursting in air gave proof the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave or the land.
4: Today's flyover, courtesy of the Navy Electronic Attack Squadron from Whitby Island, Washington. Our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, of course, piloting again the fastest seat in sports today for today's race. So, Davey, let's uh, get right to it. Uh, the pit strategy and how we're going to stack those primaries and alternates. How does that shake out today?
10: Well, we, learned, we definitely learned a little bit yesterday after talking to a few teams that the red compound tire does actually, surprisingly, hang on a little bit better than they think it did at Portland. So, um, I, But I still feel like they, all the teams are going to want to get off them fairly early, make it a short run, get on the blacks. I think Scott Dixon was the one that really kind of showed the speed of the, the, the standard compound tire, the black tire, in qualifying, marked qualified fifth. So that's not too shabby, uh, the fastest six and on that black tire against the red. So black tire is going to be the tire of the day.
4: It's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds. As we always say, give them a good, fast, and safe ride. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, we will do. The NTT IndyCar Series continues to lead the field in the race for equality and change. Louisa Macer is back with more in this week's On Track with Diversity, presented by Gallagher, your trusted insurance broker and HR and benefits consultant.
11: Dr. Julia Weiser leads the way with how NTT IndyCar Series drivers are treated at races.
8: We catch up with her one year after stepping into her new role as medical director and what has transpired
12: this season. We have probably the best um, medical team in all of motorsports and working together with the safety team that makes us a very awesome hybrid team of
13: physicians, nurses, paramedics, EMT firefighters, and constantly learning
12: from each other, being there for our team members on track, off track has been just incredible. And then adding the medical unit this year has been a game changer because now we're able to actually provide care for the whole paddock, you know, garages open to garages closed.
2: On Track with Diversity is brought to you by Gallagher. For 95 years in communities across the globe, Gallagher's insurance, risk management, and consulting solutions have helped businesses face their future with confidence. Gallagher. To learn more, visit AJG.com.
4: Dave Pesky has won six times over the years at WeatherTech Raceway in Laguna Sega. The first ever driver to win here was Danny Sullivan in 1988 and 1990. Chip Ganassi Racing has three wins here with Alex Pelow, Alex Zanardi, and Jimmy Vassar. Rahul Letterman-Lanigan Racing also has uh, three wins here. 21 drivers entered in the event have competed in past IndyCar Series races here at WeatherTech Raceway. As far as this season, we told you Alex Palou is your champion. There have been seven winners of the 15 races, Marcus Erickson, Uh, A winner in St. Petersburg, Joseph Newgard won multiple races, dominated the ovals this year. Kyle Kirkwood, victories on the streets of Long Beach and Nashville. Scott McLaughlin at Barber Motorsports Park. Your champion, Alex Pillow, with wins at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the road course on the streets of Detroit at Road America, Mid-Ohio, and most recently at Portland. A first-time winner, Christian Lundgaard, picked up a win on the streets of Toronto and Scott Dixon, won at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the road course. The second race that was held there and also won at worldwide technology raceway as we mentioned still a lot to be settled in terms of that leaders circle money. several teams competing for the last couple of spots and uh, getting a head start on their budget for the 2024 campaign we also have a pretty good rookie of the year battle that looks like marcus armstrong is going to be able to grab a hold of he can celebrate that as he gets ready for a full-time ride with Ganassi Racing. Now it's time once again to go t- to trackside to start the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey.
0: Gentlemen, it's time to give the command for the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. Please welcome your Grand Marshal content creator, Truett Batten. Drivers, start your engines.
2: Here's today's NTT IndyCar
5: Series starting lineup, presented by Advance Auto Parts. Row fourteen: Helu Castro Neves, Brazil. Row thirteen: Devlin De Francesco, Canada.
14: Ryan Hunter-Reay, United States. Row
5: twelve:
14: Stingray Rob, United States. Benjamin Peterson, Denmark and United States.
5: Row eleven:
14: David Malukas, United States.
15: Tom Blomqvist, New Zealand. Row 10.
14: Calamilo, United Kingdom.
7: Agustin Canapino, Argentina.
5: Row 9.
7: Marcus Eriksson, Sweden. Santino Frucci, United States.
5: Row 8. Kyle
15: Kirkwood, United States.
5: Alexander Rossi, United States. Row 7.
14: Marcus Armstrong, New Zealand.
7: Yuri Vips, Estonia. Row 6. Colton Herta, United States.
14: Scott Dixon, New Zealand. Row
5: 5.
15: Graham Rayhall, United States of America
5: Patricio Ward, Monterey, Mexico Row 4 Romain Grosjean, France
0: Will Power, Australia Row 3
13: Renis VK, The
6: Netherlands
15: Alex Below, Spain Row 2
6: Joseph Newgarden,
11: United States Christian Lundgaard, Denmark
15: On the outside of Row
5: 1
16: Scott McLaughlin, New Zealand
5: And starting on the pole Felix Rosenquist, Sweden. Today's starting lineup is presented by Advance Auto Parts, the official checkered flag of the NTT IndyCar Series.
4: Our pit reporter is going to do an outstanding job of uh, keeping you up to date on what's going on on pit road. Busy day for them, most assuredly. Let's find out who and what they will be watching today. We'll start by welcoming in for the first time this weekend, Georgia Hatterberry.
12: Well, thank you very much, Mark. I have my eye on Elio Castro Neves as he will take the green flag for the final time of his career in a full season endeavor. Looking ahead to 2024, the four-time 500 champion will be be back to run the 108th running of the Indianapolis 500 and has bought ownership stake in Meyer Shank Racing. He has said, I'm not going anywhere, but my role is going to look a little different from day to day. So for the final time after 22 full-time seasons, Elio will roll off 27th with an incident in qualifying, but nonetheless, what a career. A little bit further up pit lane, Alex Wolf.
6: Well, George, I'm Q&A, and, and a couple of the newsmakers from this weekend as far as what they'll be doing in 2024. You have Marcus Armstrong for Chip Ganassi Racing. He's been and street courses only, but the New Zealand driver trying to lock up Rookie of the Year honors announced this week he'll be full-time with the team in 2024, and Felix Rosenquist will lead the field down to the green flag. Final run for Errol McLaren before he had some Myers-Shank racing in the 60 car in 2024. Both of them trying to jam an exclamation point onto the campaigns for the season. More stories from the pit lane a little bit further up. Here's Ryan Marine.
2: Hey Alex, thank you, and we know Alex Pillow is the champion elect, but he's going for a little bit of history here today. A win would be his sixth on the season. That would be the most since Will Power won six races back in 2011. Speaking of Power, he is the reigning series champion, but he comes into Laguna Seca winless. He's trying to avoid becoming the first reigning champion to go winless in an IndyCar title defense since Scott dixon in 2004 both drivers have their eyes on getting back to victory lane before the end of this season below starts in fifth power starts in seventh a couple of the drivers certainly to keep an eye on on a sunsplash day here in california
4: uh, 11 turns a little over two and a quarter mile length and, uh, and unbelievable elevation changes it is a bad fast racetrack and here to paint the picture for you today and describe the action to turn number one off of turn number one they'll set up for turn two All of that gets crazy, and Michael Young's going to sort it all out.
1: Boy, what a beautiful view and a vantage point I have of WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca. Indeed, turn two, it's the Andretti hairpin, and that's the Mad Dash. It's extremely tight, extremely slow, and the drivers, as they make their way through that portion of the track, probably one of the best opportunities to pass on the circuit. Then they'll make their way into turn number three, another slow quarter. We've seen several drivers go off there, and that's where the momentum begins. As they enter turn number four, another right-hander a little more open, so you can carry a little more speed. As a matter of fact, we'll see... A lot of these drivers drop the left sides off into the gravel portion of the track, kick up a little bit of dust, and then it's a mad dash to the left-hander. Turn number five, the left sides go on the curbing, red and white curbing, and then they begin to climb up the hill as the corner starts to tighten up, and they enter one of the fastest portions of this course. course, Turn number six, and that's where they come into the view of our Nick Yeoman. Good afternoon, Nick, for the final time.
11: Thank you, Michael. Really fired up for this one. Uh, Turn six is where the elevation changes are the most prominent as they climb. I'm uphill. Turn six has been troublesome though because the track narrows up after they leave that left-handed corner. It is a straight shot uphill, the Ray Hall straight. Bit of a bender to the right of turn number seven. They'll blitz right through that corner and then it's one of the most iconic corners in all of motorsports. It is the Laguna Seca Corkscrew. It's a left and a right-hand turn a very quick, but it's the racetrack falling away. It's almost like driving off a cliff. It's a blind left hander back to the right, then another shot to the left of turn number nine before they pop the view for the final time this season of indianapolis is jake query
3: thank you so much nick turn number nine as you had mentioned it is coming off of that when there is that elevation change going downhill coming off of the corkscrew you build up some speed and it's a right-handed turn number 10 a highly banked turn number 10. One of the race fans here on the hill has worked his way down with a Swedish flag, and it won't take long for the field to see it, with Felix Rosenquist of Sweden, the pole center, working his way through turn number 10, rows of two, then a lefty of turn number 11, and Mark Jaynes, that means we'll be racing here at the WeatherTech Raceway at Laguna Seca. Uh, Field is in
4: pretty good formation in front of Jay Query, all the way through the final row, and they make that left-hander off of turn number 11, and they'll wait for the green flag to fly. Will Power starts to jump out out of line. A couple of other cars start to jump out of line and the green flag flies on the Firestone Grand
1: Prix of Monterey roars into turn number one. Felix Rosenquist has the advantage at the entrance to the Andretti hairpin. Scott McLaughlin second, but we got all kinds of bottleneck further back. Looks like Joseph Newgarden got bottled up. Graham Rahal's part of that. The field slowly makes their way through, and several of the front ten cars have tumbled to the rear of the field. As Felix Rosenquist makes his, turn, or his way, I should say, through turn number four for the first time of this event, he'll climb the hill with Alex Palou behind him. Will Willpower, Potto Award, Scott Dixon. They're your top five with Hamilton Hurta right there into the sixth position. And Davy
4: Hamilton, we have three cars off the track. It looks like the uh, uh, the car of Graham Rahal, the car of Joseph Newgarden, and the car of Yuri Vips also issues for the 21 of Rinas VK.
10: Yeah, sure enough, Mark. And we've seen right off the start, looking like Colton Hurta may have jumped that start a little bit. Cook off, went to that three wide, went to the outside. But when they got down into turn one, went good. Turn two, though, with the hairpin was, all havoc broke loose. And guys started sliding in, Graham Rahal, unfortunately out of this event on the first lap. Um, he's going to go talk to Vips. I don't know if he's angry with him or, or what the situation is. But, uh, but that, w- that wouldn't be a good job interview if Vips did something wrong.
4: Uh, well, uh, the, the AMR IndyCar safety crew tried to intervene, but Graham is going to make his point to Yuri Vips, and his hands are out saying, hey, what's going on? Long and short of it is caution on the course of the opening lap here at the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. You're listening to the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey on one of these great stations, KIKI, Honolulu, Hawaii, WZNX at Mattoon, Illinois, and our flagship station in Indianapolis, 931 WIBC. An opening lap incident involving a number of cars. In fact, we see the car of Kyle Kirkwood just got pushed behind the wall. Uh, don't know if that's related to it or not. Uh, Davey Hamilton, you've had a couple of looks at the replay.
10: Yeah, actually, Mark, I think what happened there—we we seen Graham Ray Hall. He was a little bit upset with um, with Vips, but that wasn't Vips at all. I mean, they got three wide down there. Graham got punted from behind, sent him sh- sh- going, and then and then Rossi actually hit Vips and turned Vips into Graham Ray Hall. So that uh, that was definitely not on Vips at all. So Graham well, Graham see that and 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 understand that it wasn't him. But unfortunately for Graham Ray Hall. His car looks to be damaged up where they're going to have to pick him up and get him out. And then, and then another unfortunate vips, doesn't even have a chance to fight back because he did go a lap down. They just barely missed getting him out in front of the in front of the pace cars. And then, um, you know, I think they're going to review that start. It looked like a couple guys really jumped that start before the green came out, and got them all piled up before they even got to turn one.
4: Let's get updates of Pit Road brought to you by Shell, the official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series to start with Georgia Henneberry.
12: Well a couple cars came to Pit Lane that of Kyle Kirkwood. Also Christian Lungard, a flat right front on the high V forty five, but they did not put fuel on it and they also changed those tires from blacks to reds.
6: Alex Wolfe. And as George has said, Kyle Kirkwood came into the pit lane. They pushed that car on the quick jack up towards uh, the pit exit, the, uh, the, I guess where you can go in and out gasoline alley, if you will, and apparently maybe in the stack-up of that opening lap, an instant wishbone damage for the AutoNation Honda for the two-time race winner in 2023.
4: Uh, we see Graham Rahal's car up on the hook. Michael Young, can you update us on the rest of the cleanup from that pile of cars we saw there a few moments ago?
1: Well, it's at a great dispute.
4: So we'll get back to Michael Young in just a moment, and Davey Hamilton. Uh, we had a, a, a couple of looks at the at the replay, as did you. And uh, one point we do want to make: this thing is as narrow at thirty feet in some places, and as wide as seventy-eight feet in others. And uh, Colton Herter, for one, used all seventy-eight feet along that straightaway. Yeah,
10: yeah, he sure did. It looks like uh, it must have been power. They got just a little bit sideways down there. It hit. It, I think it hit on the outside. I can't. I can't see who that was. He hit on the outside, but then it just created a, little, a bunch of, you know, a bunch of touch. And matter of fact, Scott Dixon. You know, he got banged around there a little bit. He got into the side of VK, spinning VK around. So. I think everybody got touched or was touched during that little incident right there, including the leader. It looks like McLaughlin is the one that got into Rosenquist and spun himself off. So, I, like I said, I think about every car had some kind of a, a contact down there.
4: Uh, grab Rahal, uh, Get His car is on the hook, and now they were towing it away. And let's get an update on the cleanup from Michael Young.
1: Yeah, everything looks good now, Mark, as the pace car has brought the field down pit lane for the last several laps. The AMR IndyCar safety crew trucks have made their way and slowly getting back into position as we see the tow truck with that Graham Ray Hall machine hooked to it they will take that long drive back to pit lane and get him back to the attention of that crew but a certainly a tough start to this race not only for graham ray hall joseph newgarden scott mclaughlin it was a mess down there in that andretti hairpin one more update from pit road with georgia Henneberry.
12: And another unfortunate start to this race for Yuri Vips, his second start in the NTT IndyCar Series. Right now, the crew fixing the right rear toe link on the 30 car, but it's not looking like they're going to change those tires. And they're just working on this car, trying to get it ready to join the field.
4: Yeah, got to be a frustrating turn of events for that My Jack team, Davey, because uh, going all the way back to the test a couple of weeks, a couple of days ago, we should say that kid's been awfully fast all weekend long.
10: Yeah, he has been. It's just unfortunate for two of the Hall cars who have been fast all weekend are out. Graham Hall, he's definitely out for good. Vips, he's going to be way down. Hopefully he can get some laps in. But I I'd like to say I think once Graham does see that replay and sees really what happened, that Vips, it was just a certain circumstance that he got hit as well and just shot him right into Graham. And, and, and unfortunately, it hit him Graham hard enough. He, it was one of the cars that broke. But VK, a lot of cars involved with that. And uh, they're in the pits right now trying to get their repairs and get back out. Ryan Marine. Got a couple cars in on my section to sound you. Here there is Callum
2: Eilat. He's leaving with a new nose cone, and they made the change from black tires to a set of sticker primaries. Scott McLaughlin, who started on the outside of the front row but was caught up in that melee, he also came in. As far as I could tell, no repairs to that car, but they did change tires. He's back out but at the end of the field. Alex Wolf And Marcus Armstrong
6: came in. They gave the car a quick once-over. looked like a front wing adjustment right in front of him. They're working on the left front suspension for Rinas VK and, in fact, changing a toe link right there as they look over that car. New nose cone assembly for Joseph Newgarden. And they're also focusing around the rear. looks like on the side pod on the left side. They now drop that car off the jack. And Newgarden, the Indianapolis 500 champion, is down and away. And he will rejoin at
4: least a lap down in 23rd position, Rinas VK is 24th the lap down. Graham Ray listed at 25th he is out of the race three laps down at 26th is Yuri Phipps Kyle Kirkwood three laps down in 27th position and uh, Kyle Kirkwood's car about the first to go behind the wall for repairs not sure what the issue was there uh, at Davey Hamilton but clearly there were not only drivers involved in that melee but others decided that uh, you know we we started all the primaries we want to get off of them as soon as we could we've completed five laps under caution so so why not go ahead and get off of them now? Get off those. All yeah, might as now. well.
10: Yeah, we'll see, and I, I like to say, I think it's going to be a three stopper, more than likely for these leaders. We're going to be one lap to go. So next time by, we'll see green. But they're going to be, you know, get off of them and, and put the blacks on. Just see what you get in a long run. Let somebody else uh, sample those reds and and try to get that. Now it's not going to help them on fuel mileage. This is way too early. But hopefully the single file. I'm surprised that. I know they're reviewing the start. I'm surprised are not some penalties at the start of this race. That had nothing to do with turn two. I think you'd like to say everybody, Set below, You know, Plo, our, you know, he's our champion. It looks like he's in that second position now. Doesn't look like he has any uh, damage to his car. We know power. We know award, Dixon. Hurta, I think, came out pretty clean on that. I think he, he gained. He started 15th, I think, and or 14th, whatever, and he's all the way up to 6th right now, so he had a good start.
4: There were some drivers that took full advantage of that melee. For instance, Devlin Francesco is plus 13. Benjamin Peterson is up 11 spots, along with Ryan hunter Ray and Delio castro Nevis. Tom Blumquist is up uh, 10 spots, ODavy between the guys that uh, decided to come to Pitt Road and those involved in the incident. Some got an early bonus of improved track position.
10: Yeah, well, let's talk about Ferrucci. I'm looking down the street. He's in ninth. I think that's where he actually qualified, had a six-grid penalty, so he's right back where he qualified on this first lap. So um, let's look at the Chevrolets, too. I mean, it's an important day for Chevrolet to try to beat Honda in this manufacturer uh, championship, and right now... The Chevrolet would be ahead, Mark, by 20 points if it ended the way it did right now.
4: On the I restart, believe. Rosenquist, Pavot, Power, Award, and Dixon, the top five. Colton Herta, Alexander Rossi, Roman Grosjean, Santino Ferrucci, and Augustin Canapito, the top ten. They come uh, to the straightaway, the start-finish line, and the green flag flies, and they head back to turn number one.
1: Well, for Felix Rosenquist, able to break away from Alex Pillow by a couple of car lengths. The battle was for that third position with Pato Award trying to get around Will Power. Everybody will settle back in for their back of the field. Cars starting to go turn uh, two wide, but everybody cleanly through thus far turn number three. But back to the front. It's Felix Rosenquist, two car length advantage over Alex Pillow. Now Will Power back about eight car lengths for Pillow, who's running second. Then Pato Award, Scott Dixon, Colton Herta. they're your top six up the top of the hill. Yeah.
11: Yeah, wouldn't you know it? All that carnage in the opening lap and Alex Palou's charmed season continues as he avoids the melee and he runs second. Let's go back to Michael Young.
1: May have some contact issue with Scott McLaughlin and Benjamin Peterson when they came off turn number five. McLaughlin got into the rear of Peterson, looked for potential damage to that car.
4: Rosa Quist Pillow, powered awarded Dixon the top five. Back to Jay Query.
3: Alex Pillow is doing everything he can to take that lead. Tries to go to the inside of Felix Rosenquist, and Rosenquist and Pillow. Rosenquist got shut out just a little bit. Put Alex Pillow to the lead at Laguna Seca. Yeah,
4: elbows plenty wide there. Now all of the sudden, Will Power is showing some muscle. Michael Young looks like he's going to grab Pete, too, as they get back to you. So Will Power grabs the second spot over Felix Rosenquist. Pato will has the fourth spot. Scott Dixon completes the top five, Michael.
1: Uh, For Alex Pillow, what a move down there on Jake Query's end of the track. He's already gapped himself five car lengths over Will Power. Then it's the Felix Rosenquist machine. Pato Award, Scott Dixon, everybody settled in. There was a lot of beating and banging further back in the field, but Alex Pillow will lead them under the VP bridge with a 10 car length advantage over power.
11: Yep, that equals about a one-second advantage on the stopwatch as Alex Pillow snakes his way out of turn number six, climbs the hill, and heads to the corkscrew. It's now Will Power giving Chase in the second spot. Rosenquist, Award, and Dixon the top five out of the corkscrew.
3: They work their way now off of turn number nine. Alex Palou continues to extend now over Will Power. Then it's Rosenquist followed by Pato and Scott Dixon. But the leader, Alex Palou, already through turn number 11. Michael Young.
4: So we have an issue for Joseph Newgarden. Joseph Newgarden, Davey Hamilton, has come to a stop, and it looks like a long day just got longer for Joseph Newgarden. Yeah,
10: it sure did. looks like down there in turn four, odd position. He's off the inside of the course. I don't know if he just had some break and he pulled off there or if he ended up there, but it looks like maybe he just pulled off. Just a rough day for Joseph Newgarden. And so, yeah, he's spun and just finds himself off the inside uh, track. Just a tough day for Joseph, bro. Already.
4: Alex Palo, Alex Will Power, Felix Rosenquist, Pato Award, Scott Dixon, the top five. Colton Herta, Roman Grosjean, Alexander Rossi, Augustin Canapino, and Santino Ferrucci, the top ten at the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. Caution on the course, incident involving Joseph Newgarden in turn number four. He is back underway, courtesy of the AMR IndyCar safety crew. Polo, Power, Rosequist, Award, Dixon, the top five. Herta, Grosjean, Rossi, Canapito, and Ferrucci the top ten, with nine laps of the 95 to be contested complete. Time now to check it on pit road with a race engineer. Here's Ryan Marine with our HPD engineering update.
2: And Calvin Fu is the vice president of trackside support for HPD. We come down to the final race of the season, and, boy, the Manufacturers' Championship still up for grabs. How much pride do you take, though, in fighting for that with Chevy each and every year?
4: Yeah, they're a great competitor, and, you know, we go at it, like, really hard during the season, pushing as hard as we can. So it's going to come down to the wire today. Um, we're going to do the best we can, but what's important is that, you know, this is the, the final race for the of the ICE era, and we're looking, uh, starting Monday, you know, we're going to push hard for the hybrid and looking forward to the next year also.
2: No rest for the weary. Immediately into testing and immediately into design and continuing that work on what's coming next year. For fans listening around the world, how excited are you? What can they be excited to see next year with this new hybrid power plant?
0: I think it's just another step for IndyCar. You know, the, the engines are spectacular, and this is just another bit of technology we're adding to it. Um, working really hard to, you know, it's a unique technology,
6: a lot of really unique aspects for the driver um, that we're hoping to introduce to. It's
2: just, it's already the best drivers in the world, and, you know, I think it's going to enhance it even more. Appreciate the time, and good luck at the Manufacturers Championship. Thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate the insight all
4: season long of that HPD engineering update with the good folks from Honda. Let's go up pit road a little further. Check in with Alex
6: Wolf. And Joseph Newgarden after bring out that latest caution back in. They took the left side tires off. We're taking a look at the suspension. All looks good there. They were potentially going to make a front wing change on that. the nose cone assembly at the ready but they will not put a third one on during this race just yet. They got a bunch of bear bond on the left side of the side pods trying to make repairs right there. And Renus VK was in a few moments ago. There's a lot of tape on the left side of that car and he topped off the fuel tank as now Joseph Newgarden heads back out
4: into the fray uh well the championship has been decided scott dixon davy hamilton was second place locked up but joseph Newgard had a pretty good battle with potter award for that third spot scott mclaughlin's not too far behind and as it stands right now potter award would have that third spot of the championship
10: yeah absolutely and that's uh you know that hurts you, you want to f- finish as high as you can every year in that championship third's important and i mean the top being on a podium a championship's important right now joseph newgarden's day just hasn't started off like he hoped and say what he's gonna have a hard time getting that back from potter ward because you you know he's hungry sitting in that fourth position
4: yeah potter ward currently sits in the fourth position and the laps continue to mount for joseph newgarden he finds himself three laps down listed in the 24th position Jake query how about the roll call as they head back to you
3: They've already worked their way into turn number 11, Alex Pillow with Will Power just behind him.
4: Uh, Will Power gets a pretty good restart along with Felix Rosenquist, but Alex Pillow gets the best restart.
1: Now Rosenquist comes storming back. Will they go side-by-side in front of you, Michael Young? They indeed do. Felix Rosenquist tries to tuck on the inside of Will Power. He'll make that move. He'll push Will Power to the side, and that will allow Pottable Ward to take over another position from him. So Will Power drops a couple of positions on the start of that race. Alex Palou first. Then it's Felix Rosenquist. Pottable Ward. Will Power tumbles to the fourth position. Now Scott Dixon under attack from Colton Herta. That's the battle for the fifth position. The field climbs through the turn number five area and up the hill. Colton Herta on the charge. Try to get around Scott Dixon.
11: Herda runs to that sixth position. He's got a run on Scott Dixon. Has to jump out of the throttle to navigate through turn number six. Now he'll charge up towards the corkscrew. They're separated by a couple car lengths. Herta takes the inside line. Try to run down Scott Dixon. They'll stay single file though. Jake out of the corkscrew.
3: You mentioned Scott Dixon. He's going to have to come in for avoidable contact drive-through penalty that took place with Christian Lungard. We will see if Dixon honors that. He does. He goes to Pitt Road, which is where we go to Georgia Hanneberry.
12: Graham, Ray Hall has been checked and cleared from the Indy- IndyCar Safety Medical Unit. Graham, what happened?
15: Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, uh, you know, it looks like Armstrong got into me and pitched me sideways, which then hit Yuri, which then hit Joseph. So, Uh, Just a super bad, uh, you know, group of events there that kind of took shape, and it's super disappointing. I felt like our car was uh, was going to be strong there. I thought, uh, you know, it's a long race here, but obviously, I think some guys forget that and unfortunately put us in a bind. But you know, I feel for the IPAC folks, for all of our sponsors. We got a great group here, and uh, you know, to not even get a lap is you know really really annoying. And then uh, on top of that, obviously, just a bad lap one for everybody at RLL. So. you know, who knows what can happen the rest of this race. We need the 30 car to, to have a good finish. So uh, we'll, we'll see
4: what happens for Uri as this progresses.
12: That is Graham Ray Hall. All three Rahal and Lanigan cars involved in that lap one incident, guys.
4: At the 45, Christian Lundgaard also ordered to serve a drive-through penalty. He, too, Davy, guilty of avoidable contact.
12: Yeah,
10: that I didn't see that one. But, uh, but you know, back to what Graham just said, how unfortunate for that Ray Hall. Letterman and team having all three of their cars having issues and penalties right off the bat. And, and he mentioned Vips right now finds himself in that 26th position and 34th in the points. So that's Vips himself, not the car number. But, yeah, probably taking him out of that leader circle uh, pr- uh, prize money right now, Mark.
4: So 13 laps complete below Rosenquist award power and hurt of the top five. Things get interesting from Roman Grosjean on back, Michael Young. That's the battle for six.
1: Yeah, for Romain Grosjean, it's the attack of Alexander Rossi. He has to fend right behind him. A good start for Augustine Canapino. He's running just inside that top ten. That part of the field starts to make their way up the hill. Grosjean, about seven cart lengths over Rossi.
11: Yeah, he uh, leads uh, Rossi up the hill as they head to the Corkscrew, through That left-right-handed complex. It's Grosjean uh, right now holding down the uh, sixth position as they make their way down the hill. Alexander
3: Rossi is the one that would be trying to reel in Roman Grosjean as they work their way into turn number 10. Rossi has just behind him Agustin Canapino and then as we talked about it, Santino Ferrucci. All of them holding serve as they work their way now into turn number 11.
4: Pretty good separation among the front three. However, the guy that looks to be on a bit of a charge is Colton Herta. Michael Young, it's about eight or nine car legs, but no question Colton Herta is starting to draw a bead on the fourth place running wheel power.
1: Yeah, and after Scott Dixon had to serve that penalty, that allowed a lot easier access to that rear wing of willpower. Colton Hurd, remember, won this from the pole back-to-back years in 2019 and then 2021. See how he does through turn number five. Looks good thus far. Will Power, though, starts to check back out again. It looks like Will's just getting into a rhythm after that restart, losing a couple of positions. He's starting to find form again, and he's got about eight car legs ahead of Colton Herta.
11: Yeah, it was a dominant performance just a few years ago for Colton Hurda as he gives chase to Will Power. Up the hill. That is the battle for the fourth position right now. As you mentioned, Power has gathered it back up after losing a couple spots to those Arrow McLaren teammates as they bend their way out of the corkscrew.
3: They work their way now, coming down off of that hill. It is Will Power, about five carlings or so in front of Colton Herta. Then it's Romandre Jean Canapino, as we had mentioned, and then Rossi. All of them now working their way back onto the main straightaway.
4: An update on Augustin Canapino from Georgia Henneberry.
12: You mentioned Augustine Canapino having a good weekend. He got his best career qualifying effort, which is a nice way to end his first full-time season with the NTT IndyCar Series. Earlier in the year, he told me he felt totally lost, but felt a switch during Toronto when he was battling for that top ten. So since then, he believes that they've exceeded expectations in the second half of the year, and he looks to finish out strong.
4: Uh, I thought Colton him was going to start to pull up on Power, Davey Hamilton, but we are starting to see some separation among the th- first six or seven
10: cars. Yeah, you know, another thing, talking to some of these drivers before the race, we talked about this all weekend with this new pavement and how difficult, and how much downforce it is, and how difficult it is to turn these cars. Some of the, like, turn nine is, they say that they could go through their flat out, but they don't have enough strength to turn the steering wheel. That's how much loads on these race cars. So we have to keep an eye towards later in this race on some of maybe the, the smaller statured guys that don't have as much strength as some of the bigger guys and make sure they can hang on for this entire race. Uh, looking
4: at Roman Grosjean running in the sixth position. We gave you the update on Augustin Canapito. He's putting together a pretty good run early on. He's trying to chase down that DHL machine. Matter of fact, off of turn number 11, it's about a two-car length advantage. We watch the war back to the start-finish line, and Roman Grosjean Been connected to Dale Coyne Racing, possibly a return there next year, Michael Young, but right now his focus is on that DHL machine in his sixth-place run
1: ups and downs this entire 2023 campaign for Ramon Grosjean and wherever he ends up next year you know he will be hungry think about all the great battles earlier this season with he and Scott McLaughlin now trying to fend off a driver we're still not sure where he'll end up in 2023 but has been very impressive as well the Argentinian Augustine Canapino the two climb the hill they're on their way to turn number six Yeah,
11: both of those drivers absolutely uh, with question marks heading into the offseason it is Grosjean by about four cars lengths over the Argentinian of Canapino in that green and black race car they stay single file they get to the corkscrew it's Grosjean ahead of Canapino Canapino looks like he closes it to about three car lengths leader,
3: Alex Pelot already working his way onto the main straight. That's how long an advantage he has now, because just now, Roman Grosjean, who is running in the sixth position, works his way back onto the main straight. Canapino, two car lengths behind him.
4: 17 laps complete now. Alex Palou, here's your full field rundown. He is your leader, Felix Rosenquist second. Pottawell Ward is third. Will Power fourth, Colton Herta a fifth. Robot Grosjean sixth. Seventh Augustin Canapino. Eighth, Alexander Rossi. Ninth, Santino Ferrucci. Tenth, Devlin DeFrancesco. Eleventh, David Malone. Lucas, 12th Scott McLaughlin, 13th Calum lot 14th Stingray Robb Elio Castroneves, 15th Tom Blomquist 16th, 17th Armstrong 18th Erickson, 19th Hunter Ray 20th 20, Peterson, 21st Lungard Scott Dixon, 22nd is on pit Road and Alex Wolfe is there
6: and he came in after that drive-through penalty a little bit earlier, and he went on to the Firestone alternate red tires, and it was a clean stop for the PNC Bank Honda.
4: And prior to that stop, uh, he was running in the 22nd position. Rita's VK, two laps down in 23rd. Joseph Dugarton, four laps down in 24th. Graham Rayhall out of the race in 25th. 26th is Yuri Vips. 27th is Kyle Kirkwood. There have been two leaders, one lead change, two cautions for eight laps at the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. 19 laps complete. Alex Palo, your leader by 6.4 seconds. Or Felix Rosequist. Potable Ward, Will Power, Colton Hurt of the top five. Grosjean, Canapito, Rossi, Ferrucci, and De Francesco, the top ten. Thanks for listening today. And all season long on one of these great radio stations, WIOU in Kokomo, Indiana, WPRT in Nashville, Tennessee, and KMBY right here in beautiful Monterey, California. And Davey Hamilton, uh, how about an update? You're putting pen to paper trying to figure out this race strategy of Scott Dixon.
10: Yeah, no. Well, that's right, Scott Dixon. You never can't count him out, and obviously he got a little bit of a penalty uh, for unavoidable contact. So they made him do a drive-through. He did the drive-through, and then he came right back in, Mark, and he made a pit stop. Well, that tells me that they're going to try to do a fuel mileage program and and try to cut that pit stop, or you know, not cut one out, but that may make that his first official pit stop without losing any more track position. What that does potentially, Mark? When the yellow, if the yellow comes out again, it packs them back up, obviously. A lot of these cars would have to pit. That may cycle Dixon back towards the front. He's not a lap down, but you never can count that Ganassi team out. They always have a little trick up their sleeve, and it could be happening today.
4: Let's get updates from Pit Road, brought to you by Shell, the official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series. Let's start with Ryan Marine.
10: Let's talk about
2: some pit strategy here for the front runners. Alex Pelow, Pato Award, listening to Team Communication. I think we can expect them in somewhere around lap twenty-seven. That's the game plan, at least as they've been told over the radio. Each of these drivers has been coached on saving a little bit of fuel, trying to hit a number to make sure they reach the appropriate spot in the race to make this pit stop for their strategy. What about on your end, Alex? Well, for Felix Rosenquist, he was told by the
6: team a little bit earlier, some of that fuel code numbers of 33, and then just a few moments ago was told fuel grade four. A little bit further down my section, the leader in the Rookie of the Year standings, Marcus Armstrong, made a pit stop, went off the primary blacks onto the alternate reds. About a seven and a half second pit stop for the Ridgeline Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing. More updates on the pit lane with Georgia Henneberry. Well,
12: it was announced this week that David Malukas will wear the papaya color in 2024 as he joins the Aero McLaren driver lineup. I spoke with David earlier this weekend, and his smile and energy was just contagious. He's harnessing this energy to put into a final strong performance with Dale Coyne and HMD. 22nd to 11 right now. The team telling him, try to keep that left side of the car in the air as much as possible. And, David, you might be able to add as to why they would be saying this. Well,
10: so the air, po- the side pods of these race cars hold the coolers. One's oil, one's water. I'm thinking that on the left side, if I'm not mistaken, that's the water cooler, the water the r- water radiator. So, keeping the left side in clean air, meaning they could have some overheating issues, just trying to get some fresh air into that side pod to cool the car back off.
0: Uh,
4: Well, Myers-Shank race team taking shape for next year. We talked about Elio Castro-Neves and his Indy 500 only effort next year. We also know that Tom Blumquist is going to pilot the 60 car, and Felix Rosenquist is going to join that team next year. We caught up with Mike Shank this weekend, and Mike was very uh, matter-of-fact, very humble, in fact, in his discussions of Simon Pack who's not been in the car since being injured in that horrific crash at, crash at mid ohio simon pagino we're happy to report continues to be on the mid and everyone including mike shank is hoping we see simon pagino at the racetrack back at the racetrack very very soon and certainly next year in competitive form
0: it's one of my deepest regrets right now in racing in general what happened to simon and um, we have to kind of move on now and so does he and uh, we respect him and love him and um Hopefully, uh, you know, in, in due time here, get it, get the medical stuff straightened out, I'll be back on the track.
4: And I know you echo those sentiments, Davey, because Simon Pagino, after yeah. driving for you guys a few years ago, uh, you guys became very fast friends, for sure.
10: Yeah, I love Simon, and just unfortunate what happened to him. And Shank, you know, is, is a great guy too, and, he, and he, that's from his heart. You know, he cares about his drivers, no question about it. Once Simon back on track, unfortunately, they have to make some moves right now too to make sure that. They have drivers in their seat that move Simon out of one. But, you know, Shank has sports cars. Simon has other opportunities, I'm sure, uh, the, the talent that he has. He'll land somewhere, but we can't wait, as you just said, can't wait to see him back to the racetrack.
4: Well, in this day and age, Davey, once upon a time, maybe a guy could climb back in the cockpit when he was 60, 75, 80, maybe 90%. But, boy, now you've got to be 100% for sure. Uh, pit stops are underway. Let's go to Pit Road check in with Ryan Marine.
2: Scott McLaughlin just left his pit stall, made the switch from blacks to a set of scuffed reds. He's been in a couple of coming-togethers. He started on the outside of the front row, lost a lot of ground at the start, also ran into the back of Benjamin Peterson at one point. They think that this nose coat is undamaged. They did not change it during this pit stop. Georgia hannaberry
12: David Malukas, another taker on pit lane. He took those red tires off, put the blacks back on, had a little bit of a drag race himself down pit lane, but overall a good stop.
4: Uh, Nick Yalba, looks like there's a couple of cars bottled up behind Stingray Rob, who's currently running in the 12th position.
11: Yeah, they're approaching the carousel. That appears to be the number 60 machine, the Meyer shake car of Tom Blomquist and Marcus Erickson right behind Stingray Rob on the lead lap, Jake. He's running 12th, but it's awful tight there.
3: Yeah, and so Marcus Erickson actually is going to use that opportunity to try to take advantage of Blumquist getting checked up a little bit. But Erickson a little bit loose off turn number 11. That allows Blomquist to manage to keep that distance. Yeah, quite frankly, right
4: now, that is the closest thing to a battle, and it's a pretty decent one. And hats off to Stingray Rob as he continues to hold serve. He's at the 12th position, Michael Young, with Blumquist and Erickson giving chase.
1: And the last time by, it was Marcus Erickson trying to get around. Tom Blundquist was unable to do so, but Stingray, Rob, trying to keep that forward momentum rolling, and he does so off of turn number four. A two-car length advantage over Tom Blundquist as they enter turn number five. Rob looks good off the exit of that turn back end, wobbles ever so slightly, but that will allow himself to check out by about, oh, I'd say three-car lengths, Nick
11: Yelman. I think this three-car battle, if uh, Stingray backs up the pace anymore, may become a five-car battle because uh, Hunter Ray and Lundgaard are starting to creep into the mix. Meanwhile, Elio Castroneves has had a spin. That appears to be uh, exiting pit lane, but it uh, continues to be tight. Looks like Marcus Erickson just got by Blomquist.
3: Erickson did manage to get past Blumquist coming off turn number 9. Now the next to get Blumquist from the crosshairs will be that of Ryan Hunter-Rey. But just as I say that, Blumquist says enough is enough. He goes on to pit road. And uh,
4: Davy Hamilton, uh, Elio castro boy did not have his head on a swivel. Came right back out onto the racetrack and nearly picked off our leader.
10: Yeah, so Elio spins coming off a turn 2. Gathers it up. And then he comes back, out. And he got it going again, but then I think it was Peterson that he must not have seen. He see him get wide, just spins, got out of the groove, completely out of the groove, got, and then just lost concentration or something. And then, like I said, got going, almost runs Peterson over, getting into turn three. When he does that, shoves him back off the racetrack again, and then uh, he comes back on and almost takes out Ploh.
4: Yeah, the car spun around a couple of times and he was able to get it back underway. And we're watching the replay right now. The narrow miss with Benjamin Peterson. He and Peterson, he shoves him right off the track. Then Elio loses at the point. Comes right back on and narrowly missed Alex Below.
10: Uh, It looks kind of like a cartoon actually was happening. It's like that, did that really just happen right there? Elio off in two corners, sideways, out of control, pretty much out of control, both those corners, but he's got it. he got no yellow flag. He's got it going. It didn't affect anybody except himself, and uh, off he goes. Talked to Elio just briefly before uh, inter- driver introductions, Mark, and it's emotional. This is his last race, Mark, as far as a full-time uh, IndyCar driver, and he's going he's gonna to continue to run the Indy 500, so he told me, he goes, it's time. He goes, it's time. It's, this is a hard time. I go, we all go through it, buddy, and and so uh, I'd like to see a little better day for him than he's having right now. But this is the last time we're going to see Elio Neves as a full-time IndyCar driver.
4: Update from Michael Young.
1: Yeah, just to put a, a, a bookend on that story, watching Elio Neves, I don't even know how Alex Pelot saw turn three. There was so much dust kicked up by Elio Neves, it literally took about 25 to 30 seconds before it finally dissipated.
4: Uh, Will Power's got some company, Jake Query. It's Ramon Grosjean and Augustin Canapino.
1: They work their way in towards
3: turn number 10. Power is going to take it down to the bottom of the racetrack. Bigger battle for Grosjean is that of Canapino. Just behind him, Alexander Rossi gets a look at that as well. All of them back onto the main straight. Power
6: with a five car length advantage over Grosjean. To Alex Wolf. Felix Rosenquist goes off of the primary. Blacks suddenly the alternate reds. No front wing adjustment. Packing it full of shell fuel,
1: and he's back out.
4: Uh, so let's pick up that battle now. It's Canapino and Rossi getting interesting. Michael
1: Young. As they make their way through the Andretti hairpin, we see Canapino make his way through turn number three. and Keeping an eye on Augustine Canapino, he has had issues here at turn number four the last several times through where he gets those left sides nearly in the dust, but is extremely clean this time through. He's about eight car lengths behind Romain Grosjean. In front of Grosjean is Power. So Power, Grosjean, Augustine Canapino, Alexander Rossi up the hill to six.
11: That is fourth through seventh. Power, Grosjean, Canapino, and Rossi as they bend their way through turn number six and start to head up top uh, to the highest point of elevation before they spiral their way out of the corkscrew. Power leads that train, Jake, into turn number nine
3: know how popular Agustin Canapino is in his home country of Argentina who are watching now and really pulling for him to try to reel in. Roman Grosjean, both of them head to pit road. Let's go down there to Ryan Marine.
2: Pato Award pitting from the second spot. He actually went a little longer on this stint than they had initially planned. A tear off off the arrow screen, a set of sticker black firestones on. The shell fuel is in. It's a clean stop right at seven seconds for Pato Award. Alex Wolfe. Roman Grosjean in there staying on the black tires waiting a long time
6: for the fuel and he's down and away to Georgia Henneberry
12: Augustine Canapino another taker the red fire stones went on the black Firestones came off he was down and away
4: Michael Young trouble in front of you Marcus Ericsson in one of the Arrow McLaren cars
1: yeah, the cars are all wadded up. Actually, Mark, I cannot identify where they are. I cannot see them on the track. Oh, there they are out in turn number two. And there's a big pile up as everybody's trying to make their way back onto the track into turn number three. What a pile up. And, oh, and he spins again. So he's off at turn number three again. Mark, Jay, you have a better eye on
4: it? And it was Felix Rosequist that was involved in that incident with Marcus Erickson. And he spins off course, comes to a stop in the gravel. Caution on the course, and Alex Palou comes to pit road. Ryan Marine.
2: Yeah, the question is, did he get in before the pits were closed? I don't have the answer to that, but the Ganassi crew—they're going to go to work here. It's a clean stop, no changes. Alex loves his car. They go from blacks to blacks here on this stint.
4: Twenty-eight laps complete. We'll sort it out when we come back. Need to pause ten seconds for station identification. This is the IndyCar Radio Network. Navy Hamilton, we're under caution here. <laughs> An incident involving Marcus Erickson and Felix Rosenquist. And we wondered as we went to break if Alex Below made it in before the pits were closed because of this caution. Uh, for the most part, maybe not so much out of the car and away from the racetrack but certainly on the track this year what a charmed existence it's been for alex below
10: well as you just said offline mark you hit it right he needs to go buy a lottery ticket as soon as this race is over i mean he's had a fantastic season coming in for a pit that yellow light came on just i mean just multi-seconds after he crossed that pit uh, commitment line so he is safe he's good he's going to continue to be the leader um, but the ones herda power and uh, let me see here. I'm looking down through the deal right now. Though Kurt had to come in a close pit, so he didn't run out of fuel. Power did not pit. What's going to happen? They're going to have to come in, Mark, and, and fuel and get a pit stop. It's going to cycle them to the back of the field. Not a good day for those drivers.
4: Uh, so 30 laps complete now as we run under caution. Alex Pillow uh, being shown the leader. Then Power, who has not pitted. Calum Eilat last pitted on lap number four. Uh, Pato Award. He pitted. Uh, Lundgaard pitted on lap 12. Rossi, Herda, Grosjean, Canapito, and Armstrong the top 10. Ferrucci is 11th. McLaughlin is 12th. DeFrancesco is 13th. Malucas is 14th. Dixon is 15th. 16th is Hunter Ray. 17th Blumquist. 18th Peterson. 19th Robb. 20th is Castro Devitts. A lap down in 21st. Marcus Erickson, 22nd. Rita's VK. He is uh, two laps down. Two laps down, Rosenquist, 23rd. Four laps down is Newgarden at 24th. Uri Vipschon, 24 laps down. 26th is uh, Graham Rayall, listed as out of the race, and Georgia Henneberry. Uh, Some 30 laps down, Kyle Kirkwood in 27th returned to the race, and you said he had a long, long way to the cockpit of that race car.
12: Absolutely. Kyle Kirkwood stayed in the cockpit of the Andretti Autosport number 27 the entire time in the garage. He was moving around, making sure everything felt good as they went to work on the tail end of that car. Since he's rejoined the field 30 laps down, but nonetheless, that team worked hard to get that car back out there.
4: Uh, Davey, let's look among the top five. Now, we, we already know what kind of issues Will Power has, considering he hasn't pitted yet. How about lot who last pitted on lap four, who's currently running third, and Christian Lundgaard, who is uh, in fifth 5th place, but last pitted on lap 12. What's their strategy yeah, looking like?
10: N- not good. They're going to have to pit, too. It's going to cycle them to the back of this field. So power, I lot, not good luck for those guys. They're going to they're gonna have to pit this time under this yellow, cycle them to the back of the field. Just not good timing, and unfortunately for that yellow flag. So it's going to cycle around, being below. Award and how about guard He's kind of in between. He last pitted on lap 19, so he's got a little bit of time to try to work that strategy. And then we're going I'm looking down the the deal here at Scott Dixon. He last pitted. Uh, let me see. He's at um, two pit stops because one was a drive through. Obviously, one was a pit stop. He may. He's in 15th right now. He's pitted 14 laps ago. He's got another. You know, 20 or, you know, 15 to 20 laps left so he can make this work for him as well.
4: Uh, Felix Rosenquist, uh, your pole sitter, uh, he is currently Alex Wolf, shown uh, two laps down in 23rd
6: and unfortunately in this final race with Errol McLaren was hoping so desperately to end his time with the team on a high note with a finally win with the team as he just has the one with Chip Ganassi racing three years ago at Road America but he came and changed that flat left rear tire took a look at the rear of the car and it was fine except for a little bit of a sandstorm that we got from the sand and gravel from his off course excursion but he's gone back out to try to catch up to the back of the field
4: and, uh, and, and unfortunately Davey Hamilton the next verse the same as the first the same old story for Felix Rosenquist an average starting position of ninth this season an average finish of 16th this race pretty much sums up his season
10: just incredible and we talked about this you know he just he always qualifies good he shows fast all the time his pits open right now Mark and but just finishes, just could not get the finishes, and this is another one completely out of his hands. I mean, Erickson, you know, he ran into him, bottom line. He just ran into his left ear, spun him around, cut his tire down, cycles him to the back of this field. So this is one of the situations where he's not getting the finishes that he wants, but it wasn't of his doing.
4: Uh, with Erickson already a lap down or having lost a lap there, Davy, but you wouldn't be surprised if he, too, hurt from race control.
10: Yeah, I'm going to say that was unavoidable contact. I mean, he hit him in the left rear. I mean, you've got to be consistent with your calls, and we've seen that happen. You know, that, that uh, situation happened before, and, and then the driver gets called out for unavoidable contact. So I'm going to have to say that they've they got to be consistent on their calls, and I'm going to say that he's going to be uh, penalized for
4: that. Uh, so we are under caution now, getting ready to complete 33 uh, laps. And Davey, those guys that you talked about might be in some trouble, are coming to pit road, among them willpower.
10: Yeah, and one of them, one of the McLaren cars, man, got sideways down on the, uh, coming into pit lane. Uh, we'll go down to Ryan right now to cover some stops. Yeah, this has been bad luck, as we've chronicled, for the likes
2: of Will Power and Caleb They pit in front of me right now. It's going to be a set of reds coming off for Power, blacks going on. The fuel is in, and it's a clean stop from reds to a set of scuffed reds for Caleb He leaves the pit lane just ahead of Colton Herta,
6: Alex Wolf. And we had a little bit of a fake-out for the PNC Bank Honda for Scott Dixon. They had a set of sticker reds out at the ready, but they pulled them back, so he's not making a pit stop. Felix Rosenquist just came back in for a sticker set of the primary blacks as they took those other red tires off to Georgia Henneberry.
12: Elio Castroneves, amongst other members, coming to pit lane on that pit stop, but it was a black set-to-black set for Elio Castroneves, and he was down and away.
4: Yeah, Alexander Rossi comes to pit road, and a bit of a tense moment there, Davey, between the car of Marcus Harris in the car of Alexander Rossi as Erickson was trying to exit pit road.
10: Yeah, we're going to watch this one time. Rossi comes in, about spins out, coming onto pit road. He gathers it up right in front of Colton Herta. He comes into his pit, now it's tight. All these cars that came in seem to be they pitting right next to each other. Rossi comes into his pit stop and or his pit stop, a little crooked. I don't think the air hose reached to the air jack to be honest with you. They had to use mechanical jacks to get out of the way. With the back of that car, Erickson almost got into some crew guys there, but they made it out, just lost a lot of time and I, I did not catch Rossi early on, but he was one of the ones that did not pit that got penalized big time for uh, for that yellow coming out. He finds himself in 20th right now.
4: Uh, by the way, updates from Pit Road brought to you by Shell, the official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series. 34 laps complete this time by Alex Palou, Pato Award, Christian Lundgaard, Roman Grosjean, and Augustin Canapino the top five. Armstrong is sixth, Ferrucci is seventh, McLaughlin is eighth, DeFrancesco is ninth, David Malucas is tenth. Scott Dixon back up to 11th. Ryan Hunter Ray is 12th. Tom Blumquist is 13th. Benjamin Peterson is 14th. Stingray Rob is 15th. Will Power is 16th. Calamilon is 17th. Colton Herta is 18th. 19th, Elio castro is 20th, Alexander Rossi. A lap down, 21st, Marcus Ericsson Two laps down, Rosenquist in 22nd. Two laps down, VK in 23rd. Four laps down is Joseph Newgarden in 24th. The Uri Vips, uh, 24 laps down, shown in the 25th position. Kyle Kirkwood, shown as 30 laps down. The one car listed as out of the race is Graham Rahal, twenty seventh. Movers on the day. Devlin DeFrancesco, plus 17. Augustin Canapino, plus 14. Ryan Hunter-Ray, plus 13. David Lucas, up 12. Santino Ferrucci, up 10. Alex Palou has led twice for 27 laps. Felix Rosenquist led six off the top. Colton hurt led a lap. This is the third caution, and we have had 14 laps now, and it's uh, been a bit of a disjointed day so far, Davey, the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey.
10: Yeah, we. it has been, Mark, and it kind of, to be honest with you, it's a bit of a disjointed weekend. This new asphalt that they put down is so fast and so different for some of these drivers to get really a handle on, and it seems like when they make mistakes, they get offline, they're big mistakes, and it's taken out multiple cars, so um, and there it goes, Mark. Car eight, that's Erickson to the rear of the field for avoidable a vo- a contact. So uh, we knew it was coming. It was just a bad you know, call on Erickson, his last ride in that Ganassi team and uh, before he has the Andretti, but obviously wanted a little bit better result than that.
4: Hurta, uh, Rossi, let's see, uh, Rosenquist, Vips, and, and you mentioned the penalty to Erickson, but all of those other drivers ordered to the rear, Davey, because they, claim into it, uh, they came into a close pit
10: came into a closed pit it just was you know i mean if they would have could have pitted one lap for that yellow like Pelot did they would have found themselves in really good shape gaining a lot of positions but it didn't work out that way they just waited too long trying to stretch their fuel out and and what happens then if you can just imagine you know everybody's packed up you got to make a pit stop it just puts you at the back of the field and now track position um, is not on your side uh, well,
4: we expect uh, an announcement from Humco's Hollinger Racing, a former one that Ilot expects to return to that race team. Remains to be seen if Canapino will or not. Canapino with a pretty good run, currently running in the fifth position. But they have been connected to Errol McLaren, a possible technical alliance uh, there. And earlier this weekend, we caught up with Ricardo Humco's to get his thoughts on that.
13: I think it makes sense in the in the way that is good for everybody, all the parties right so uh we're analyzing the situation at the moment uh the rumor is out there, and obviously there is something going on there, but it happened last year as well with some other teams and didn't materialize, so I think we're going to take it take our time to really understand. The whole thing, how this is gonna be affecting both teams and in a good way, or what is the, the situation really to to make sure we make the best decision for, for our team. Uh, that's the first priority and our plan is long term anyway, so we need to look for next year and, and so far.
4: Before we go back to green, let's get a quick update on night place running, Devlin D. De Francesco.
12: Devlin D. De Francesco up seventeen positions. He asked his team what the tire temperatures are. The team responded, everything looks great, keep doing what you're doing.
2: Ryan Marine. One note uh, coming over the radio to Callum Ilon a moment ago. He was told that everyone who just pitted in that last sequence were one yellow away from being able to make it on one more stop. Uh, the owners in front of them would need two yellows.
4: Jake Query, give us a top five as we get set to go back to green flag
3: racing. Alex Pelot starts to head into turn number 11 with Pana Award, Christian Lungard, Roman Grosjean, and Agustin Canapino with smoke flying up, brake dust in the air. We're back to green here in California. Uh,
4: front for a front single file, but We've got a lot of cars wadded up to J- in front of jQuery.
3: It's in the rear of the field, as a matter of fact. It is one of the Meyer shank cars. It's Elio Castroneves, I believe Benjamin Peterson. This is just at the exit of turn number 11. One of the Hooncoast hollinger racing cars were involved as well at the rear of the field. Callum Eilat, in fact, was one of those involved. So, Michael Young, we had three of them that got loose here off turn
1: number 11. And as they were making their way down the front straightaway, Jake Santino Ferrucci went off in turn number one. He lost three or four positions. He was able to rejoin the field, but he has fallen back just outside that top ten.
4: Fourth caution of the day. We want to thank McAllister's Deli for providing lunch to IndyCar Radio today. McAllister's has a fresh new app and bigger, better, sweeter rewards. We're talking 10 points for every dollar, free tea, and sign-up, and just because treats. The best part, you choose when and where to use your points. Download the McAllister's app. Sign up and start earning today. Learn more at McAllister'sDeli.com slash rewards. Your top five, Alex Palou, Pottable Ward, Christian Lundgaard, Roman Grosjean, and Augustin Canapino at the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. Okay, 37 laps complete. Below, Award, Lungard, Grosjean, Canapito, the top five. Uh, Armstrong, McLaughlin, Malukas, Dixon, D. Francesco, the top ten. That may change as some are coming to pit road now. We are under caution, and let's get updates from pit road, starting with uh, Alex Wolf and uh, Marcus Armstrong.
6: Marcus Armstrong going on to some scuffed red tires. The Firestone Reds come on, and he is down the way. A smooth stop. Roman Grosjean being updated. He's going to stay out on the track right now. Ryan Marine.
2: It's been a difficult day for Will Power. He's run as high as second, but he's just been caught up in this incident, so they're going to take this chance to come to the pits and make a tire change. It was really close, leaving the pits between Power and Ilot. Both of them are able to do so. Both leave on a new set of sticker tires. Georgia Hennemarie.
12: Elio Castroneves involved in that incident. He came to pit lane and the team did a once-over, but no adjustments, no changes. They thought they were going to need a new nose cone, but no changes on the 6 of Elio Castroneves.
4: Want I thank great stations all across this land of ours for carrying today's broadcast. WMRS in Monticello, Indiana, WCMI in Ashland, Kentucky, and WIZM in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Davey Hamilton, a couple of incidents not necessarily connected. We saw the one in turn number 11, and then we saw an issue for Santino Ferrucci.
10: Yeah, Ferrucci going over turn one. Uh, they were nose to tell, but McLaughlin got into the back of him and sent him for a ride, sent him out in that dirt. It's a g- great job by Ferrucci, saving that car and getting back back uh, going again. And, and another thing, those drivers and those teams are just pitted, just this last time, including Dixon. They could make it, Mark, on one more stop. They could make it, it would be 28 and a half laps, basically, is when that stop would be. They have to save a little bit of fuel, but keep an eye on all those drivers that just pit it because everybody else has to do two for sure but that group may be able to get by with one more stop yeah
4: maybe the one you're keeping the closest eye on is the guy currently running at 14th the driver that pNC bank car he's he's pretty good at that kind of thing isn't he
10: well, he's leader of the pack, right? We've seen him come in. I think a lot of people followed him right in to, to say, hey, if he's doing it, we're going to do it. And so, um, yeah, that's, I mean, I think it's a really good call on these. To try. Now, you do have to save a little fuel. I, I think you're going to have to save about a lap and a half of fuel um, on each stint to make that work or have a yellow maybe help you out just a little bit. And, and right now with this race, Uh, Yellow would be no surprise if we have another one.
4: Uh, Well, the car of Will Power and the car of Scott McLaughlin, Davey, I'm I'm sure you're not surprised at all, especially about McLaughlin, as uh, uh, they're changing that front nose wing assembly on that car. Davey, both have been ordered to the rear of the field for avoidable contact.
10: Yeah, no surprise. I mean, they just have to be consistent, and sometimes an unavoidable contact is a little different for each person, but that one there, that high rate of speed, he definitely, you know, he just ran straight in the back of Ferrucci, and just not a good day for McLaughlin. He's an aggressive guy, aggressive driver. He's very, very good, but unfortunately that situation there just uh, didn't work in his favor, and, you know, I commend race control for just being consistent. you got to do the same. If it's good for one, it's good for all. And, again, I commend
4: Santino Ferrucci for holding on to that ride.
10: Yeah, what a deal. That's a high rate of speed going over the top of that blind hill, by the way. You can't see. Uh, That's turn one, and as you rise over, you really can't see turn two until you, you definitely crest that hill, and he was on top of it. And when he got punted like that, how he saved it, I'm not sure. But thank goodness there was a lot of runoff there. He was out in that gravel, kept it straight, and joined back on down in turn two.
4: Uh, we'll complete 40 laps next time by, and Alex Below has led 32 of these laps. So Ward, Grosjean, Canapito, and Malouk the top five. A couple of shout-outs. Davey Hamilton, Santino Ferrucci holds on to seventh. Ryan Hunter Ray up to eight. Tom Blomquist is in the ninth position. And Stingray Rob making an appearance in the top ten.
10: A- Absolutely. I mean, we'll see if their uh, strategies work out, but a great job by avoiding everything. I mean, even Frucci didn't really avoid it. He got hit, but still in in that seventh position. Absolutely. Ryan hunter Ray, don't know if we'll see him back full-time in this series. What a great job by him coming into that Ed Carpenter race team just to help them out, trying to get the, the technical side of that team better. I feel he's done a good job, but this could be a really good result for him. And Bloomquist, we'll see him full-time next year. He needs a little bit of help. And then I, you know, rumor is, senior Rob is uh, is going to be back, maybe right where he's at next year. So, um, those drivers could use a good result today, just to lead into next year.
4: And all of these drivers need to be wary of the fact, Davey, that as drivers go off course, come back on, and uh, with the marbles because of the tire Deg, it, it was treacherous enough. They said outside of the pronounced racing groove here, but this racetrack is really starting to dirty up outside of that racing yeah. groove.
10: <laughs> yeah, we see we've seen the, uh, the the uh, marbles, as we call rubber off the, the pieces of rubber off these tires. It's definitely accumulated, but uh, you did mention, along with the dirt and the pea gravel and the sand and everything else that came off of of, uh, of the act from the accidents onto this racetrack so pretty dirty racetrack right now you definitely want to stay in line and that's that's bad for some of us we want to see some passing and right now if you get offline it's gonna be a little bit treacherous
4: uh fingers crossed for a good restart and a couple of good laps here at the very least pace car starts to pull away jake query give us the roll call now as they start to exit the corkscrew
3: as the pace car now already works its way through turn number 10, Field starting to slow up behind Alex Pillow, now starting to accelerate just a little bit. Pillow with Pata Award just behind him. Then it's Ramon Grosjean, Agustin Canapino, followed by a loose David Malukas as they go green and work their way back onto the main straightaway. Yeah, it's
4: kind of that restart area past that the timing line that they use for qualifying where cars start to fan out before they ever get to turn 11. Now they go full swing as Alex Pillow has a couple of the cars 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 in tow now reaching up turn number two.
1: In a topsy-turvy race, the only normality is Alex Pillow is leading as they go side-by-side side for a second. Roman Grosjean tries to take it away from Pato Ward. He'll lose a couple of positions as those two nearly touch. So it is Alex pelo in the lead. Pato Ward on the charge. He is one car behind Alex Pillow. Then Augustine Canapino, the Argentinian, is running in that third position. David Malukas and Roman Grosjean, they round out the top five. The field clear through this portion of the course, and we have contact further back Christian Lungard made contact but Nick they're to you in six.
11: Augustine Canapino took a look to the inside of Pottawa Ward at the entrance of turn number six that is way too fast of a corner to get a pass done he falls in line it's Alex Pelot leading him into the corkscrew further back what a pass by Romand Grosjean he'll take the fifth spot away from David Malukas as he got around to the inside of the corkscrew Jake.
3: And now, all of a sudden, Augustin Canapino wants to take a look at that second position for Pata Award as they work their way now. Award Canapino right on the rear wing through turn number eleven. That was one
4: whale of a move by Roman Grosjean. He slipped to the inside of Dave, David Malukas and grabbed that spot. Here comes Augustin Canapino as he crests the hill. He's in pursuit of Pata Award, so it's below Award Canapino, Grosjean Malukas back to Michael Young.
1: And Alex Pillow not checking out like he has done on pass restarts. Actually, right there is Pato Award. He's not letting him get away. It's only a three-car length advantage for Alex Pelot over Pato Award. Then how about that Augustine Canapino machine? All of Argentina, those race fans there, have to be on their feet cheering on their driver. Roman Grosjean runs in that fourth position. But David Belucas not ready to give it up quite just yet as he's only about a car length off of a machine of Romagro Grosjean up the hill
11: yeah malucas might have gotten past at the entrance of the corkscrew a lap ago he may try to set grosjean up as they head up the hill out of turn at number six it's alex Palou leading him out of the corkscrew followed by Pato award canapino grosjean and malucas the top five
3: so taking a look again at that battle, you're talking about David Malukas trying to take the fourth position away from Roman Grosjean. Grosjean got a little bit wide up turn number 10. Malukas now tries to set up wide, not able to make a close up turn number 11. Uh, Pesky
4: teammates will power Scott McLaughlin serving their mandated drive through penalties for that avoidable contact. Meanwhile, Alex Blow starts to stretch it out. It's 1.2 seconds over Pottawell Ward. Canapino, Grosjean, Malukas, the top five.
1: Yeah, actually, all the way through the top 10, everybody pretty much separated now as we see the Alex Pilo car make his way through turn number three. This time through, it's just about up to a second, about 12 car lengths over Pato Award, then Canapino. That battle's still on for that fourth position. Roman Grosjean still two car lengths ahead of David Malukas. They are your top five, and it's Santino Ferrucci, the A.J. Foy driver, just outside of that sixth position.
11: Yeah, I mean, inside the top 10, nine of the top ten have not won a race this year. Alex Pillow the only one who has and he's done it a bunch. In fact there's a lot of drivers Jake inside the top 10 who have never won an IndyCar race before so a lot of hungry drivers here at season's end.
3: As a matter of fact, it's a pair of rookies at the end of that top 10. Talking about Blomquist, talking about Armstrong. Leader, Pillow into turn number one down to Pitt Road in Georgia-Henneberry.
12: Augustine Canapino having a career run. He told me before this race he doesn't know what the 2024 is going to entail, but the conversations were going to start as soon as this race was over. So he's looking to impress and is doing it this weekend. Right now, the team telling him to just keep doing what they're doing. Alex Wolf.
6: And Georgia, before that restart, Roman Grosjean coached a lot about the fuel number they were going to try to hit, the fuel position on the restart, and then after a couple of laps were done, as they try to stretch this run out, which would also shorten their run, because remember, they started on the primaries, they stayed on them on that first pit stop, they'll have to go to the Reds next time they're in, and after he washed up the track on that restart, there was a lot of despondent faces and body language in the 28 pit, but when he made that daring move just a few turns later, the spirits lifted again as Roman Grosjean, a podium finisher two years ago, trying to make a charge in the DHL Honda here today.
4: Uh, again, 44 laps, 45 laps complete next time by Palo, Award, catapino Grosjean, Malucas, the top five, Ferrucci, Francesco, Hunter Ray, Blumquist, and Armstrong, the top 10. And as Nick Yeoman pointed out, Davey Hamilton, uh, guys like Ferrucci, Francesco, Hunter Ray, and Blumquist showing strong runs today. They've been in the top 10 most of the day now.
10: Yeah, really, really good run by those drivers. And how about Frucci made a nice pass on De Francesco to move himself up into that, up into that sixth position, that A.J. Foyt car. Mark, and I'm going to update everybody the best I can. It's not accurate as of right now, but leader circle, Mark. That means that the teams, the top 22 teams get leader circle money, which is over a million dollars, towards their budget for next year. Very key to get that right now. You know, it's Foyt with the 14 car in 18th, Meyer Shank 19th, ECR in the 20 car 20th. Um, it, it's uh, Uncos Allinger 21st, and the Andretti car of De Francesco at 22nd with 195 points. On the cusp is the Meyer Shank car, the number 60 car, Bloomquist, 188 points. He needs to gain just a little bit more. The 30 car, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan, as we see, had a problem with Vips out and then 25th which is out of contention would be stingray rob so right now there's still a battle and it's really between shank and andretti and,
4: and we might make mention Davey, that uh, according to the rules only three uh, uh, cars per team can benefit from that except for the four with andretti autosport which are grandfathered in but we hear that that program is going to be reworked retooled for next year and that 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 part of it will probably be adjusted somewhat
10: yeah, the understanding is they are only going to award Andretti 3. Now, there's ways of looking around. We might some rumors going around, Mark, that they may have that fourth entry under Brian Herta Auto Autosport, which we've seen before, Brian having a car, and maybe put that fourth entry under Brian Herta under that same, you know, it'd be under the same roof, but under a different ownership um, um, program, and there'd just be a... Uh, so, so we'll see, but yeah, you're right. I think they're trying to cap these teams at three cars apiece for leader circle money.
4: Forty-seven laps complete. Next time by pa- uh, Alex Below, has built a lead of three point one seconds over Pato Award. Canapito is uh, seven seconds back in the third position. Grosjean and Malucas the top five, and so uh, Nick Yeoman a doubleheader weekend for the Indy next by Firestone, the Grand Prix of Monterey, race number one, race number two. The front row was flip flopped. It was. Uh, uh, Advantageous on both the instances for the pole center. Uh, when all is said and done, though, the guy that was leading the points coming in had the best position. That was on pole on race day today, and he grabbed a championship, Christian
11: Rasmussen. Yeah, that was Christian Rasmussen who uh, led every single lap today. A lot of good action in uh, the mid pack, but it was Christian Rasmussen leading flag to flag as he scores yet another win, uh, leading all drivers, and with that, wins the championship by 65 points over Hunter McElray who came home in second today. Uh, Nolan Siegel ended up third of the championship behind Louis, with Louis Foster, fourth, Jacob Abel, fifth. But uh, after the race, uh, Christian Rasmussen got to celebrate in style a win and a championship at Indy Next.
15: Thank you very much. Um, such a team effort this year. You know, we've been amazing all year long, you know, especially here at the last part. It's been super, super strong. Two oval wins, uh, street circuit wins, road course wins. Um, I can't thank these boys enough. You know, uh, I made a great move from last year to this year. I felt comfortable within the team all year. And, um, yeah, it's just
11: been amazing. With the win and the championship, Christian Rasmussen becomes the second driver, Mark, to win on every single ladder of the American uh, Junior Formula Series ladder and uh, he'll take that scholarship, start to use it to negotiate. We may see Christian Rasmussen in an Indy car very, very soon. 49 laps complete next time
4: by Alex Pallone, Pato Award, Augustin Canapito, Roman Grosjean, David Malukas, the top five of the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. Coming up on 50 laps complete, below, award, Canapino, Belucas, Ferrucci, the top five, DeFrancesco, Blumquist, Hunter Ray, Armstrong and Dixon, the top ten. Devlin DeFrancesco, pretty solid day, Georgia Henneberry Again, he's currently De- in sixth.
12: Devlin D. Francesco having the best run of his career, but it's not all rainbows and butterflies. He told his team there's a strong vibration on the Andrade Autosport machine, and we can expect to see him pit in the next five laps. And as I look up and down pit lane, it looks like other teams are thinking about coming in as well. Alex Wolf.
6: Well, Georgia for Roman Grosjean, De Francesco's teammate for Andretti Auto Sport. The DHL Honda came in, went on to the alternate red tires. No front wing adjustment. They replenished the 18.5 gallon fuel tank with shell fuel and he's back into the fray. A top five run
2: for the Frenchman, Ryan Marine. The top two, Pelo and Award. They're in full push mode right now, running as fast as they can. Pato Award was just told, you're faster than everyone behind you. Just a couple of tenths off what Pelo has been able to do here on this stint. We're looking at a pit stop for those two right around lap 63. That's what they've been communicating, at least at this stage.
4: Updates of pit road brought to you by Shell, the official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series. We can give you a full field rundown now with 45 laps to go. Alec Palou is your leader. Pottawa Award is second. Augusta Canapita was third. David Maluka is fourth. Santino Ferrucci is fifth. Devlin DeFrancesco is sixth. Seventh is Tom Blomquist. Eighth is uh, Hunter Ray. Ninth is Armstrong. Scott Dixon in tenth. Colton Herta eleventh. Calum Eilat is 12th, Elio Evans is 13th, Stingray Rob is 14th, 15th Lundgaard, 16th Rossi, 17th McLaughlin, 18th is Grosjean, 19th is Power. A lap down in 20th, Marcus Erickson, 21st Benjamin Peterson, 2 laps down in 22nd is Reedus VK. Felix Rosenquist, 23rd, 24th Joseph Newgarden, 4 laps down. Gary Vips, 25th, 24 laps down. Kyle Kirkwood is 30 laps down in 26th. Graham Rayhold is out of the race. Uh, he will finish 27th. Devlin De Francesco plus 20. Malucas plus 18. Hunter Ray is plus 17. Plus 16 is Canapino. Bloomquist is up 14. Alex Pelow has led 44 laps. Rosenquist six. Colton Herta has led a lap. There have been four cautions for 19 laps at a pretty clean midway portion of this race, Davey
10: Hamilton actually the good part of the race right now and i will have to say that third place run at canapino outstanding job by that unco sawinger driver he, he's really done a good job he's keeping pace up he's lost ground reward but doing a nice job staying ahead of Malukas as Malukas comes down pit road right now moves frucci into that fourth spot behind canapino but they're all going to be cycling through the three stoppers the window is open it's time for them to come in at any time they could do it on one more after this one so uh so pit road should get busy here momentarily.
4: Yeah. So again, uh, did, did, who do you think? Uh, quite, is there anybody that has a clear-cut advantage in terms of the pit strategy right now?
10: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm going back to you know that those those teams that pitted with Dixon on lap 96. Uh, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, last pit on 14. The 14th would so be Armstrong, Dixon, Herta, Eilat, Some of those drivers that could stretch their fuel just a little bit and get one more stop in it. I think that's what they're all gonna shoot to do. They are have to save a little bit of fuel or hope for a little bit more yellow, which could happen. But they, I feel like, have a good opportunity. Now, saying that, Palau with a four, almost five second lead right now, if you remember right last year, he dominated this race. I mean, he, he blew everybody away. looks like he's gonna try to do that again today. He may have a big enough lead, um, even if those guys kind of stop out, he, they may not be able to catch him. Uh, yeah, we
4: talked about it again in terms of uh, off the top, Davey, the momentum that comes along with a good, strong finish to close out the season. But as you talked about, top five, top six in points. I mean, uh, a Pato Award, uh, he is currently plus one. Joseph Dugart has lost a spot. Looked like that's going to be his fate. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it looks like McLaughlin has a pretty firm grasp on that fifth spot in points. Those are important for teams when they're trying to build some momentum. Him and have a good off season.
10: No question about it, and especially when the first two are the Ganassi team. You tell me they got a lot of momentum going in. It's Ganassi first, Ganassi second, the championship. Now it went from a Pinsky to a Arrow McLaren. That's a little boost in the arm for Arrow McLaren saying, hey, we. We didn't beat Ganassi, but we did beat Penske, the top two teams out there. And then third is another Penske car. So pretty impressive by that team uh, to be able to think, hold on to this and get podium uh, in the championship with Pato Award. Uh, two guys that
4: recently came off of pit road. They made stops at lap 48 and 52, respectively, talking about Roman Grosjean and David Maloukas. Uh, Davey threw turns one through four. And they were involved in a pretty good battle, but it looks like Grosjean has grabbed that spot.
10: You know, he's looking good today, too. I mean, I know the weekend didn't start off great for him. Got the tire barrier, tore some stuff up. And rumor has it that he almost wasn't even going to beat this race. He's a little uh, friction from last week at Portland. And, uh, but they made it happen. Now, you know, Roman, we know how fast he is. Kind of the same thing we talked about. Rosenquist just has a problem getting those final results. Not all on his own doing but it would be good to see you know him have a good result before he gets out of that andretti car and, and who knows where he's going to end up
4: and some of those guys that pit window starting to open up davy the ones that pitted in the upper 20s among those tom blumquist we see him come to pit road
10: yeah we see obviously Maluka seesak then uh, come in and th- that's right mark uh, That group of cars, which is split almost thirds, you know, the ones that got in an accident, the ones that pitted uh, to do a 3 stopper, and then the ones that are trying to do a little bit of tricky strategy like Dixon. So um, it's kind of split up on how they're pitting right now, but pit window is open for that group for sure.
4: Uh, Speaking of uh, guys like Scott Dixon, Jake Query, there's a pretty decent battle shaping up for that seventh position. It's the Ganassi teammates. It's Marcus Armstrong Armstrong and Scott Dixon as they work their way toward you.
3: As they work their way coming down off of that speed that is built up moving in to turn number 10. Marcus Armstrong has Dixon about four carlings behind him. Then interestingly enough, it's Marcus Erickson at the back of that trio. Armstrong again, turn number 11. Dixon is just a carlink to and a half behind him now onto the main street.
4: Battle for seventh as we head to Pitt Road in Georgia Hannaberry.
12: Devlin Lee Francisco on Pitt Lane. They took the Firestone Black tires off, put the Firestone Red tires on. The team just told him, Devlin, hit your marks and do what you've been doing all day.
4: How about that battle, Michael Young, again as Marcus Armstrong, Scott Dixon headed to turn three?
1: Yeah, and they had their teammate who was off the lead lap behind them. So it's a trio of Chip Ganassi racing cars and Marcus Armstrong about a second behind Ryan hunter Ray, who was having a stellar day today. Armstrong about three car lengths ahead of Scott Dixon. Marcus Armstrong just uh, made his way through the turn five area and really starts to gap himself away from his teammate Dixon.
11: As a kid, Marcus Armstrong, uh, his favorite driver was Scott Dixon. Now they're teammates, and now he's trying to hold them off for that sixth position as they head up the hill heading to the famous corkscrew it'll be marcus armstrong in that green car followed by dixon in orange and blue and then the lap car that red and white machine of marcus erickson
3: and again, Scott Dixon running in the seventh position, and it's Marcus Armstrong starting to draw a beat away from him, just a little bit exiting turn number 10. Matter of fact, Dixon now has Erickson, who's that lap down, trying to get a lap back on his teammate right on his rear wing.
4: Yeah, been a pretty good run for Ryan hunter Ray, Davey. He's been running in the top 10 most of this day. He, too, sees that pit window open up.
10: Yeah, he flies into pits right now. And you're right, what a great run by him. He needs one. Don't know if he's going to be back in this series again or not with that Ed Carpenter team, but really good run by him, Mark. And I'm looking at that championship, remember... Just a few minutes ago, I said Chevrolet's on top by about 20 points in the manufacturer Championship right now. Honda's on top, 1434 to 1432, two-point difference, and there's three Chevys in the top five right now. So that tells you how close this, third, that Manufacture Championship is.
4: David Malukas and Devlin DeFrancesco Michael Young
1: setting up for turn number four, and they have contact, Michael. And they're both into the gravel, contact, and that all started about a lap ago when David Malukas came out trying to get around Devlin DeFrancesco. They chased each other up the hill, and when they got down to turn three, they made contact. Malukas still sits in the gravel, Devlin DeFrancesco back on the track. Let's
2: go to Pit Road and Ryan
1: Marine. Pato Award made it in before any of
2: that chaos erupted out on the racetrack. We go full course yellow. Pato Award's pit stop complete. Eight seconds for the Mexican driver. And
4: that causes the rest of pit road to start scrambling a little bit and set up for stop. So with 57 laps complete, caution on the course here at the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. all right caution on the course 58 laps complete caution number five of the day Polo, Canapito, Ferrucci, Armstrong, dixon the top five Pato Award currently shown as six Davey Hamilton but timing was everything for him
10: yeah timing was everything Pato Award um, came in at the perfect time now I expect Polo and these leaders to come in a bit which is going to cycle in behind you know a Pato Award that's a good shot for him now Pit strategies all over the place, and I, I think Dix is going to still stick it to one more stop to go so he would not pit here. You can't pit here and make it to the end. You have to have one more stop. So I think uh, he's going to be out there for a while. And then another thing, that well, back to that accident, it was, yeah, DeFrancesco. Um, yeah, he just drove through the side of uh, Malucas, unfortunately, to, and to, took out a good run for both those drivers.
4: Uh, those guys that have been running consistently in the top ten and that come off of pit road and last pit it on lap 53 and 55, respectively, and that uh, 52 and 55. Malucas now goes officially a lap down as we see Alex Pillow coming on to Penn Road, and he has led 51 laps all the day, trying to put an emphatic exclamation point on a championship season. Ryan Marine, as he heads your way.
2: Another dominant race hit a dominant season for Alex Below looking for his sixth win of this championship campaign. He's going to a set of sticker reds here this time. Little bit of a delay leaving the pit box, seven and a half seconds. He's doing pretty well there with the pit stop for Chip Ganassi racing. And we've
4: got an incident at the entrance to pit road involving the 77 of Callum Eilat. He has spun and blocked the entry to the pits, Davey Hamilton.
10: Yeah, not good. Coming in pit lane, we've seen that. Rossi almost spun out coming on pit lane, but Lot did spin coming on pit lane, clogged it up. Kyle Kirkwood, unfortunately, uh, got hung up, and now he's way down in laps, 30 laps down, so it really didn't affect any finish for him, but uh, it clogged up that pit lane. And like I said, the ones that didn't pit, Paul Ward finds himself in first. Uh, last pitted, obviously, on lap 57 just a little while ago. Now Armstrong, Dixon. How about Dixon already back in third? He's going to do it on one more stop, and you got to remember, Pato's got to do it on one more stop. Kind of equalizes everybody out right now. Armstrong and Dixon have to save a little bit of fuel along with Herda Castro Neves. How about him up in that fifth position after all that uh, carnage that went on? Lungard and Rossi. Those are the, the drivers that can get by with one more stop.
4: More updates in pit road. Let's start with Georgia Henneberry.
12: David Malucas brought the 18 to pit lane. The team asked him if he felt like there was any damage, and he said it feels fine at the moment. They did a once-over, put some sticker black Firestone tires on it, and he was down and away for the incident happening before. It was a very quick pit stop.
6: Alex Wolfe. And like Davey Hamilton talked about, the 9 of Scott Dixon, the 11 of Marcus Armstrong. They both had their crews at the ready to sort of cover in case more leaders came in for steps. Scott Dixon had some sticker blacks up on the pit wall. Marcus Armstrong, sticker reds. They both were at least showing a posture like they might pit. They pulled those tires back. And just before the full course caution, the timing stand told the rookie of the year, points leader Marcus Armstrong, that everything looked good to keep doing what he's doing. So an impressive run for the New Zealander looking to lock up his Rookie of the Year honors in 2023. So
4: 35 laps to go of the 95 to be contested. Pato Ward is shown as your leader, last pitted on lap 57, then on lap 38. We've got Marcus Armstrong at second, Scott Dixon in third, Colton Herta is fourth, fifth Elio Castroneves, sixth Christian Lundgaard, and seventh Alexander Rossi. Pitting on lap 42 and eighth, Scott McLaughlin ninth, Roman Grosjean, lap 42 for Will Power, who's currently running in the 10th position. Ryan hunter Ray is 11th, last pitted on lap 56, along with Devlin De Francesco. Blumquist is 13th, Stingray Rob is 14th, and Alex Below is in that 15th position now Augustine canapino is 16th 17th ferrucci 18th island then we get to marcus Eriksson, who's 19th a lap down benjamin peterson 20th a lap down two laps down and 21st is felix rosenquist david is 22nd rita's vk 23rd 24th is joseph newgarden who's four laps down yuri vips at 25th 24 laps down kyle kirkwood 30 laps down at 26th. Graham Hall, the only car out of the race. Again, big movers on the day. A couple of veterans. Elio Castro-Devis plus 22. Ryan Hunter-Reay Ray plus 14. Devlin Francesco up 14 spots along with Marcus Armstrong. Continues to be a pretty good run for Stingray Rob, who was plus 10. So four leaders, four lead changes. Again, Palo has led 51 laps at Navy. Cost number five, uh, 22 laps in all. And this has been a bit of a disjointed affair today.
10: Unfortunate, it sure has. I don't know what to even attribute it to other than just a little bit of craziness all weekend. And you know, obviously it must be with this new gray surface just being so fast and, and everybody trying to take advantage of it and making small mistakes. But a but bunch of carnage. Uh, the, the, the pit strategy has gone completely crazy. There's a lot of people who wish that, that yellow did not come out, including the leader at that time. Alex Plo, Pauno Ward hit it just perfectly, finds himself in the lead of this race. Well, a
4: couple of the guys you got to feel for, and that's Rita's VK. I mean, Scott Dixon had to serve that penalty for avoidable contact, but quite frankly, that contact, here you find Scott Dixon at third place, and unfortunately for Rita's VK, he had a fast race car, Davey, and he is uh, two laps down because of the damage done to that car. Yeah,
10: yeah that, what a bummer. He had, was looking forward to today. He thought he had a really good race car, and then obviously shows his teammate doing an outstanding job with riding on p P11 right now. So, and that's a solid run for that team. And, uh, but yeah, that's it. what a, what a bummer for that team because they could use some, uh, you know, a little bit of a shot in the arm too going into this winter. Not knowing who that second driver is going to be, we feel VK is the, the the staying there, but I'm more than likely going to replace Ryan hunter Ray uh, going into next year.
4: And, and you know, unfortunately, Davey, I, I mean, we talk about the surface itself, and the fact that the repaving and how unforgiving things can be offline. But uh, I, I think, too, some of these instances that we've just watched kind of a video recap of the day stem from the fact that the drivers know uh, this is a very tough place to pass, and sometimes they think there's a window of opportunity there, and there's really
10: not yeah there's really not and, and later as we get into this race is uh you know the marbles that we talked about and the debris off offline so when you get in that you just lose control of your car And so uh, pretty tough conditions right now as Potter Ward brings him down the hill. But uh, another good run for Armstrong, Rookie of the Year. And Dixon, you know, you never know what they're going to pull off with this Ganassi team.
4: And so, again, as they start to climb back onto it, as they approach to turn number 11, they go three and four wide back of the pack. And there is contact off of the final Uh. turn before we ever get a chance to restart, Jake Query.
3: There are two of them that have gone to the side. As a matter of fact, Mark, I will let you idea because from this vantage point, it is Santino Ferrucci who is running in the top 10, and I believe. It may be either Kyle Kirkwood or one of the Meyer Shank racing cars, but we'll wait to identify it is Blumquist. So those two, Blumquist and as well Santino Perucci, are sitting just at the exit on the outside of turn number 11, moving on to the main straightaway. The AMR safety team is on its way there, and once again, the pace has slowed down here at the WeatherTech Raceway at Laguna Seca, Mark.
4: And, Davey, when they cross what is that timing line, uh, which we use for qualifying, that's when they start fast. Finding- out two or three wide and, and quite frankly there's just not enough room to do that before you get to the final turn
10: yeah you might want to change that line up a little bit i mean hindsight that's creating a lot of havoc into that hairpin that final corner 11 and everybody just trying to take advantage of every every bit of inch they can and we'll see what happens and yeah, just a car. A matter of fact, that was a blow that Ferrucci got into the back of, ran right in the back of the blow, knocked his nose wing off, Bloom place, had nowhere to go. And, and so everybody just locks him up down there on cold tires, and just everybody's along for the ride, and the cars are bouncing around. And that was definitely a blow that Ferrucci got in the back of.
4: Uh, caution number six on the day, Davey. And uh, unfortunately, it throws away promising days for Santino, Ferrucci, and Tom Blomquist. Both of those guys have been around the top 10 or top 12 all day long.
10: Yeah, they really have, and we've seen that just a little while ago with uh, Rosenquist and with uh, Malukas and with uh, uh, De Francesco. A lot of these drivers that really could use a good finish were in position to have him, but today just didn't work out for him. I'm looking at the back of Pelot's car where Frucci hit him. It looks okay visually from where I'm looking from, Mark. I think he's going to be okay. But did, from did a dominating you, performance, uh, he's, he's back in the field.
4: Did you expect anything else? Who else could get yeah, hit in the rear like yeah, that and be okay?
10: Right. <laughs> yeah, <he'd> be lucky <laughs> enough, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
4: Uh, all right, well, caution on the course. Caution number six. What a day it's been at the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. We pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the IndyCar Radio Network. Uh, six cautions for 25 laps. The record here, eight cautions uh, for 29 laps. And sadly, we are closing in on that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh 65 laps complete next time by Award. Rossi, Grosjean, Hunter Ray, DiFrancesco, the top five. Pit stops are underway. Let's get updates, starting with Ryan
2: Marine. No pit stops on my end, really, of significance. A couple of cars did come in, Will Power and Scott McLaughlin among them, two cars that have been having difficult days, so they're going to roll the strategy dice a little bit. Alex Palole and his crew, they laid out, but then pulled back across the wall, elected not to make the pit stop. He did take some contact in this incident that brought out the yellow, but was told that the rear of that car looks okay, and they don't expect there to be any lingering issues with the number 10 car. Alex Wolf. Alex
6: well, Ryan, for Scott Dixon, the last couple of caution periods, they had also bluffed playing a little bit of poker here at WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca. But during this most recent caution period, Mike Hall finally made the decision to bring Scott Dixon in for a sticker set of black tires. About two turns of front wing on that car, and they packed it full of 18 and a half gallons worth of shell fuel in the PNC Bank Honda for Scott Dixon. Two race wins here late in this 2023 season, and he's back into the fight. Georgia Henneberry?
12: Alex- and Ryan, you talk about rolling the dice, playing poker. That's exactly what the Christian Lungard team is doing right now. He came in, went blacks, two blacks. They filled it up with fuel. But this is going to take them all the way to the end. They're a little skeptical of their fuel load. But this was going to be Christian Lungard's last stop.
4: Uh, interesting to note, uh, Davey, uh, a tough end to the day for Tom Blobquist. I mean, one of the things that he had told us going into this race weekend is that his entire goal was to finish this one because of, you know, things didn't go necessarily his way at his debut with this race team. And that, that's all that he was concerned about. But uh, not only was he poised to finish it, he was poised to finish it in pretty good shape. And also, same for Santino Ferrucci, a promising weekend for him goes awry.
10: Well, and here's what's going to happen potentially here with Myers Shank being out of the race if they can't get that car fixed, that 30 car Ray Hall Letterman car, Vips now 25th, 24 laps down, and with 30 laps to go, he would surpass, he would pass him. Now it just depends on how that points would lay out. He right now would be 11 points, he's 11 points behind him, but that could cycle that Ray Hall Letterman car. Um, up one, and, and to see where Frucci. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, De Francesco's who has his problems, uh, we'll see where this all ends up, but there's still a fight for that championship, uh, or leader circle championship.
4: Yeah, Blomquist is shown as uh, three laps down now, Davey, and they have that car on the hook, and they're taking it behind the wall, then we'll return it to uh, the paddock if they get the opportunity to do so, but uh, yeah, you've been keeping an eye on that as we have throughout the course of the last several weeks. So with 66 laps complete now, uh, let's give you the top ten, Pottle Award is your leader. Then Alexander Rossi, Roman Grosjean, Hunter Ray and De Francesco, the top five. Catapino is sixth. Below is seventh. Eilat is eighth. Dixon is ninth. Marcus Armstrong is tenth. So Davey, uh, uh, what do you make of Alexander Rossi and Roman Grosjean? They last pitted on lap 38 and 48 respectively while everyone else pitted in the mid to upper fifties.
10: Yeah, no, I think it's going to be pretty. I think everybody's going to have to do one more stop. I think the yellows just did fall to where a lot of these teams wanted to, and to try to make a one more stopper for a few of them, and then and then obviously for you know what we talked about, our leader uh, Pello, he finds himself seventh in seventh and a And matter of fact, you know, it really hurt people like Ferrucci and and uh, uh, De, uh Can- canapino and so uh they're still in good shape but this yellows didn't help them the one that, the only one that's really advantaged over this was Potter Ward, rossi Grosjean, hunter ray and De francesco who finds himself in fifth they did advantage uh, take advantage but one more stop everybody's gonna have to do one more mark
4: uh, one good battle going on davy is the one for the manufacturers championship as it stands right now chevrolet has three of the top five positions and they have a lead of 1442 to 1429
10: over honda and if I'm not mistaken, this is the only time Chevrolet's led this championship from the first race, if I'm not mistaken. I, I You know, I have to go back and look, but the Honda's been on top majority of the season and now, this last race, Chevrolet comes alive and finds himself on top.
4: Uh, let's go to Jake Query now as the pace car starts to pull away. Give us the top five, Jake.
3: So we'll see if we can do this cleanly. Pata Award with Alexander Rossi, Romain Grosjean just behind him and again a spin. Mid-pack back, exiting turn number 11. Looks like Marcus Erickson is involved, and the other car is Marcus Armstrong. So, pair of Marcuses, pair of teammates, sit right now outside turn number 11, facing
10: one another, but not moving.
4: And the caution flag is out once again, Davey Hamilton
10: oh my goodness same thing they may really want to rethink the restart line here because it's just the same thing happening over and over uh just getting too aggressive people trying to take you know track position so hard so they got to take try to take advantage on starts and restarts and they're doing that but i'll have to say this how about ryan hunter ray i think he's in second right now shows up third on our screen but i think it got him up to second position yeah pretty amazing
4: and uh, Davey, to give you an idea of how many laps of caution we've now turned, we're, we're closing. We've mentioned the record's 29. We're at 27 right now, Davey. And uh, they need to refuel the pace car.
10: Oh, yeah, well, there you go. Then there's that. I've never seen a yellow to refuel the pace car, but, you know, there's stranger things that have happened in our series. But, man, just really unfortunate. I mean, we just talked about Armstrong, rookie of the year, just having such a good run. And then, you know, uh, Erickson has been involved in quite a few incidents. I have not seen a replay to really see exactly what happened then. But I'll tell you what, uh, Ryan Hunter Ray, P2 right now. How about that? Ryan Hunter Ray is a P2 right now, buying Pado Award. What a good job in that Ed Carpenter racing car. How
4: about an update from Georgia Hennaberry?
12: Well, it's funny that you mention it. We did a content video with both of the Marcuses, Marcus Erickson and Marcus Armstrong, before this weekend. And they're going on vacation with each other after this, so this should make for some interesting conversations. And
4: we are watching now on our monitor, they are indeed putting fuel in that pace car. I believe that's Rocket Kevin Blantz handling those duties, so they're refueling the Honda pace car as we speak. Ryan Marine.
2: Pato Awards strategist Will Anderson has been on the radio with Pato. First of all he had to tell Pato that as the race leader with no pace car, it's his job to keep this field in tow. Pato is doing that. He's also being updated on what the fuel strategy situation might be and there are two contingencies to keep in mind here guys. Number one, of course they want to win the race but number two it's really tight with Scott McLaughlin for third in points so they're trying to decide how much they want to potentially risk going to win the race with the gutsy fuel mileage strategy versus trying to shadow what scott mclaughlin does and try and make sure they preserve that third position in the point standings really interesting especially when you consider will anderson has the big boss zach brown standing right next to him on the pit box
4: and i mean Davey hamilton we've gotten a couple of looks at the replays of this restart <laughs> and i just don't know what some of these guys are thinking when they come up to that final turn
10: well, you know, I haven't seen bumper cars for a long time. It's been years since I've been to a fair to see them, but I'm seeing it today. They are just absolutely banging and beating on each other and especially going down into turn 11 on these on these restarts and i can say it's a situation where everybody wants to take advantage of that space but it, man in the tight quarters and it doesn't take much of a hit it's just a dominoes effect and one hits one car and they start hitting a, a, a bunch of them and so right now let's just go down through this top uh, top 10 really award well, hunter ray grosjean they made it through rossi de francesco with you know i'm surprised he didn't get a penalty yet i mean or must not be going to get one for unavoidable contact. Canapino, can't say enough about him. And I like about that, his teammate now. So that uncos Allinger team running 6th and 7th uh, race, the guy was dominating this race, Polo in 8th, Dixon in ninth, and hurt in 10th.
4: It's interesting to know, Davey, that they're able to fan out 3 and 4 wide before they get to that turn because off of 11, and then you go uphill back down to turn 1, I mean, there's a lot of room. That's a pretty long straightaway, really, that would give them a, a better opportunity, I think, to sort themselves out.
10: Yeah, I think so, and I think that's something they need to look into just because of of what we're seeing now. It never really has been that big of a problem before. It always does create an issue being on this track many times in racing. They, you know, it always does get jammed up down there, but right now with the size of these cars, the speed they're going, and really you got to remember a lot of cold tires people have pitted, a lot of lockups down there, and then we see Colton Hurd, the whole front of his nose is gone. He's had a couple of contacts, and not a greatest day for him, but still finds himself in that 10th position. But yeah, they just need to work on maybe a different way or a different area to do uh, do the restarts.
4: And again, Davey, I, mean, I know a lot of these teams have backup cars, but there are a handful of drivers, quite frankly, that are headed to Texas Motor Speedway from here to do their rookie test on the Oval. Marcus Armstrong's one of them, and I don't think they want to create extra work for their crews.
10: No, I think uh, Delara, the Delara trucks, our parts trucks that supply all the parts for these race cars, they better stay right put right here after this race because I have a feeling that a lot of teams need to be buying parts and pieces to go do some rookie testing and some oval testing at Texas Motor Speedway.
4: Uh, So, uh, Michael Young, you say that uh, we're waiting on race control. Once they got the cars cleared, now it's up to them to kind of do some reshuffling based upon that timing and scoring line. And the position change from what we earlier reported for Ryan Underray?
1: Yes, they moved him back to third. So, Roman Grosjean will go back to that second position. Yes, once the pace car picked up the field, that is how they gritted the restart. Once we decide to go back to green, couple of
4: pretty impressive moves today by Roman Grosjean, Davey. I mean, he restarted, by, I think, in the fifth position, and he was able to slip past both Rossi and Hunter Ray on the restart.
10: Yeah, really good. I mean, we, we, he's been needing a good run. I mean, we know this is the last run for him with this Andretti Autosport team. As I mentioned, a little bit of the rumor was he may not even be at this race. They they wanted to split away after the Portland incident they had, and but they, they obviously patched it up and and fulfilled each other's commitments, and right now Grosjean, no better way than to try to get a ride for next year is is get a win at this final race. That probably help him solidify where he's going to go for next year.
4: Yeah, there've been some conversations, and uh, you know, has been suggested. A Marshall Pruitt racer magazine reporting that uh, you know he saw Roman Grosjean uh, leaving the Dale Coyne hauler in Portland, and uh, that that just to be the renewal of a relationship that brought him to the NTT IndyCar Series in the first place, Davey.
10: Yeah, and then I know that Ed Carpenter, that his name's been mentioned over at Ed Carpenter's. Um, and, you know, I we, we talk about teams that are full, and, and I understand that maybe the Foyt team is solidified. There may not be any other room there. I think that... You know, some rumor is Frucci may stay right there, along with, uh, with Peterson. And now they have this Pitsky uh, Alliance. And so it's really kind of getting down to, you know, just a few teams. Hall Letterman looks like Vips could be the one in there. That would solidify everything on that program. And then it's really down to the two, uh, the two coin cars. So it's getting put in. Uh, the puzzles are getting put together. Uh, it's been a little bit slow, but I have a feeling that it's going to be rapid in the next few weeks and every seat will be full.
4: Well, we can tell you, based upon the conversation that we had with him yesterday, Davey, that Santino Ferrucci would be surprised if he were not back at A.J. Foyt Racing because uh, he told us yesterday that that is his plan. He intends to be back with that race team.
10: Yeah, it sure does, and what a great performance today. Unfortunately, got uh, involved in that uh, little incident down there obviously in turn 11 but who hasn't really and then here we see Ryan Hunter Ray and looks like Rossi coming into pit right now yeah those two coming in for a pit stop obviously 25 to go they can make it. it's going to be some fuel saving but they can make it to the end
4: Ryan, uh, the Ryan Marine has a stop
10: yeah, looking at it. Alexander Rossi coming in right now. It's gonna be a sticker
2: set of reds. They take the tear off off the arrow screen. They're not in any particular hurry, it must be said, on this pit stop, but they're making sure it is full of fuel. Alexander Rossi leaves and we'll see where this all shakes out at the end of this race. Georgia Hanneberry.
12: Devlin Francesco telling the team that he's having problems with his dashboard, it's going crazy, that he was going to come in for a pit stop, it got called off prematurely, and since then they said we're going to take this as far as it can go.
4: Uh, Let's get updates now from Alex
6: Wolf. For Marcus Armstrong, they had a a front nose cone assembly at the ready for that front wing, and they uh, were able to determined that they did not need to change that. He had said right after that incident that everything seemed to be fine, just needed a restart. They got him restarted, caught him back up to the pack. Meanwhile, his teammate Scott Dixon, Mike Hull, giving him constant updates on the fuel number and much like we saw for Chip Ganassi Racing's Alex Palou at the Music City Grand Prix in Nashville, it's a could be a constantly recalculating fuel number for the nine car and the
2: Iceman, Scott Dixon as he looks for another win to close out this season, Ryan. And just got the Update. Oh, listening to the radio from Will Anderson to Pato Award, he laid out the scenario very succinctly. He said, "Look, Pato, there's going to be a couple of people behind us that are saving fuel. A few that have come in here under yellow that should be good to go. We just need to push as hard as we can, build as big of a margin as we can. They believe the win is still potentially in play if he could build a big enough margin, and also that third in points very much still in play here in the final race of the season. Uh,
4: yeah, no question that third in points is uh, very much." In- Play for him. He is currently third in points, 137 points back, and uh, Joseph Newgarten is 172 points back now, and Joseph uh, continues to run four laps down. Well, uh, we break a mark, Davey, that we didn't want to break. Uh, the most caution laps we've ever turned here was 29 back in 2001. We've now thir- turned 32 laps. We haven't tied the record yet for the most cautions. That's eight, and we're at seven now.
10: Yeah, that's not something that this series wants to brag about, that's for sure. Just very unfortunate that that's happening. We want to see racing. These fans deserve to see. Now, it's been exciting. You can't, you know, no question about that. It's definitely been exciting to watch. But, boy, we can't figure out who's going to be the winner. I do think, like right now, Pato Ward might be a sitting duck unless he gets a big enough lead to make that extra pit stop with the, the and, and get, a, you know, about a... 42nd lead, you know, which is pretty tough to do because a lot of those teams have just pitted. And I'm surprised Dixon didn't come in. They're the master of the fuel savings now. He, he, he last pitted on lap, you know, with like 30 laps to go. I just don't think they can make it, uh, um, you know, that far with, with uh, on fuel. But you never know with that Wolfpack. So it's going to be interesting to see. Pato Ward may be a sitting duck.
4: Uh, 73 laps complete next time by your full field rundown. Pato Ward, your leader, Roland Grosjean, Devlin DeFranchesco, Augustin Canapino, Calamaylock, the top five below, Dixon, Herta, McLaughlin, Power the top ten, Lundgaard, Rob, Castro and Armstrong, Hunter Ray through 15th, 16th is Rossi, lap down 17th, Erickson, 18th, Peterson 19th, Ferrucci, two laps down Rosenquist, VK 21st 22nd, Malukas, 23rd, Newgarten out of the race, 24th is Blumquist 25th is Vip, 24 laps down, 26th laps down Is uh, 26th is Kyle Kirkwood, 30 laps down Graham Rahal out of the race says we are back to green flag racing looks like a really good drag race now for the lead, Pato to and Roman
1: Grosjean crest the hill. Grosjean has the advantage into turn number two. How hungry is Roman Grosjean? Well, how about this? Hey, Pato, I'm going to take the lead going into turn number two, that Andretti hairpin. And for that Andretti driver, Roman Grosjean will pop to the lead and pop to a four car length advantage as he makes his way through turn number four. How about Scott Dixon? He's in that third position. Devlin DeFrancesco to the fourth, then Calamaila in fifth. Then the machine of Alex Pillow under attack from Scott McLaughlin. And now Devlin DeFrancesco has all kinds of problems. Isla will get around. McLaughlin will get around. So too Pillow.
11: So the leader uh, of the race is Roman Grosjean. He'll lead him up to the hill to the corkscrew. Problems for Callum Isla and Augustine Canapino. They made contact in the, in the second corner. Both starting to fade through the field. It is Grosjean, though, leading him out of turn number nine. Put it be an entire lap
3: of green here. Roman Grosjean through turn number 10. Big advantage over Pata Award. But Award's bigger concern, Scott Dixon, right on his rear wing. The leader is Roman Grosjean. And now Pata Award has Dixon right on the rear wing of turn number 11.
4: Devlin Francesco and Santino Ferrucci ordered to serve drive throughs, uh, penalties for avoidable contact. Pata Award under attack from Scott Dixon. That's the battle for P2
1: for Scott Dixon. He closes in about a car length behind Pato Award as Roman Grosjean checks out from this field. The battle the closest on this portion of the course. That battle for that second position but all of a sudden it looked like Pato Award got shot out of a cannon. It was down to one car length but now Pato able to gap himself by about three car lengths over Scott Dixon and we are under caution once again here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca
4: we have trouble back at turn number three the car of colton Herta looks like has come to a stop just off the tire barrier he was involved uh, with one other car still trying to sort out who that is but it looks like uh, issues for the 26 game bridge proceed of colton Herta.
10: yeah not good i mean mark a situation where it looked like maybe his teammate i'm not sure it was a Actually, no, it was Elio Castro Neves, and uh, they were side by side, going to that corner. No replay, but it was those two cars. Colton Herta got the, the worst end of that. It was a good run. It looked like Colton was on the outside, which is up in the marbles. We'll see. A, here's a replay right now, Mark. We're watching him come up. Uh, Elio Castro Neves still goes down low. Yeah, gets in the dirt, goes underneath Herta, uh, clips him, and unfortunately, just a, not a good day for Elio. I think that's going to be an avoidable contact penalty there as well.
4: Well, we have indeed now tied the record for cautions. That's number eight of the day. 32 laps all told. 20 laps to go of the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. Uh, 19 laps to go. 76 laps complete. Pit stops for Pato awarded and Romain Grosjean. Let's start with Alex Wolf.
6: And Roman Grosjean, when he had just taken the lead, Josh Freund on the timing stand had told them to push. He was doing a good job, and just as they were trying to push and build a gap, Roman Grosjean was told that the caution had come out. He came in for a set of black tires. They filled it up with shell fuel, and he's back out in the DHL Honda, Ryan.
2: Pato Award's crew was able to leapfrog the Andretti Autosport crew on pit late. A 6.4-second stop for Ponto Award. They had to abort their strategy. They lost the track position with this yellow. They lost the ability to try and build the gap. So now they pit. They should be good to go to the end on fuel. Georgia.
12: Same down here, Ryan. Some teams were stressed that they wouldn't have enough fuel to make it to the end, but these cautions have allowed them to conserve fuel and save it. That, the 45 of Christian Lungard, they were worried. They were not going to make it to the end, but they came over the radio and said, we're good on fuel now.
4: Uh, Davey, I want you to make sure, make sure you're seated here because Scott Dixon, with all that has happened with Scott <laughs> Dixon, has cycled back to the lead, and he's in good shape with 19 laps to go.
10: Yeah, I don't know, good shape, but enough to make it. They may have to save a little bit of fuel. Um, but, yeah, so it's Dixon in first. It looks like good to go to the end. McLaughlin second, good to go to the end. lot I don't think so. I think he's going to run a little bit short. Pelot's going to be short. Canapino's short. But then that leaves Lungard. So Lungard may find himself in that third position. And then you got Power behind him. Have tough day for Power. Then Rossi. Armstrong, Hunter Ray, they'll definitely make it to the end. Castro Nevis, for a tough day with Castro Nevis, he may still find himself in that top seven or eight.
4: Let's go back to pit road, check in on the strategy for Scott Dixon. What are they saying among the Wolfpack, Alex uh, Wolf?
6: Well, I went up to Mike Hull, of course, very busy, didn't have time to talk, but I just asked him, are you good on fuel? He gave a nod of the head. So Scott Dixon, could he and Mike Hull do it again? A chaotic day, the drive-through penalty for avoidable contact earlier, and now could they stretch the fuel once again to get a third win this season?
4: So let's give you the full-field rundown now that we've cycled through with those who have stopped. Dixon, McLaughlin, Eilat, Palo, and Canapino. Tell you what, let's hold off on that. We gave you the top five. We'll finish that after we hear from Ryan Marine.
2: Yeah, just quickly checked in with Kyle Moyer, who's on the radio with Scott McLaughlin. Didn't have time to chat with us, but did confirm they are good to go on fuel on an up-and-down day for the Kiwi.
4: So again, Dixon, McLaughlin, Eilat, Palo, and Canapino, the top five. Lundgard is sixth, seventh is power, eighth is Rossi, ninth is Armstrong, Hunter Ray is tenth. Elio Castro-Neves is 11th. Stingray Robb is 12th. Pottawell Ward is 13th. Roman Grosjean is 14th. 15th, Devlin Francesco. Two laps down is 16th is Colton Herder. We think that number will go up. We saw his car going behind the wall. 17th, Erickson down a lap. Uh, a lap down is Peterson, 18th. 19th, Ferrucci. VK in 20th, two laps down. Same for Rosenquist and Malukas. Newgarten, 23rd, four laps down. Out of the race, 24th is Blumquist. 25th is Vips 24 laps down 30 laps down is Kirkwood at 26th and Graham Rahal the only driver listed out of the race and hold your breath folks we're getting ready to go back to green flag racing they do appear to be sorted out a little cleaner now as they make their way off of that final turn they stay single file through about the first 15 positions Dixon leads McLaughlin by four tenths of a second into turn number two
1: This has been the first time we've had as clean of a restart as we've had. And hold on to your hats, kids. Will Power deciding to make a move. It'll do so. Getting around Alexander Rossi. And it looks like Christian Lundgaard as well. Back up to the front. Scott Dixon doing Scott Dixon things. Three car advantage over McLaughlin. And then it's the machine of Callum Eilat. Alex Pillow and then about 10 car lengths back it's Augustine Canapito but the nice move by Will Power got him around a couple of cars on that restart down in the Andretti hairpin exiting turn number two
11: it's a four-car breakaway at the front Scott Dixon followed by McLaughlin then Callum Ilan who takes the right side Firestones up and over the red and white curbing that's going to allow Alex Pillow to close as they head towards the corkscrew those four though Jake Query shot out of the cannon here on this restart
3: Led by a pair of Scots up front. Scott Dixon with Scott McLaughlin just behind him. That separation is greater than that between McLaughlin and Caleb Eilat. Then Alex Pillow. Front four indeed separated as they work their way back onto the main street. Elio
4: and is currently showed at 11th. The drive-through penalty for avoidable contact is what's next for Elio. Dixon starts to step away a little bit. But McLaughlin not so comfortable. He's got Eilat,
1: Pillow, and Augustin Canapito trailing him. And even further back as we look at that battle for fifth. Their contact again as Will Power makes a bonsai move underneath Augustine Canapino. He'll bring Alexander Rossi with him. Back to the front, Scott Dixon, eight car lengths over Scott McLaughlin. And then it's Calamaila, Alex Pillow, right tucked underneath that rear wing of Calamaila, only three car lengths behind, trying to get that third position away. It's Alex Pillow wrestling with Calamaila.
11: Augustine Canapino may not be done losing positions as. Christian Lundgaard is all over the rear wing of that Chevrolet, that Uncos Hollinger machine as they make their way through turn number six. Leaders, though, at the top of the hill, Jake Quarry. Good battles as the start of, we're starting to see some separation. Front
3: four getting out of the corkscrew. Nick, I'm going to take a look in on that battle you're talking about, the one for fifth right now Agustin Canapino currently holds it, and it is behind him Christian Lundgaard that is trying to get it as a matter of fact, Lundgaard now really works down low off turn number 10 battle for fifth, but again, Canapino able to hold him off through turn number 11 Michael, want
4: to go back and check in on the battle for second Scott McLaughlin has it, Callum Eilat would like to get it, Alex Palau is also giving chase, Scott Dixon long gone out by 1.2 seconds
1: equidistant from second back to fourth. About two car lengths separate those drivers. Again, Scott Dixon beginning to check out over Scott McLaughlin. We'll call it about 15 car lengths at this point as they exit turn number four McLaughlin. Then three car lengths back to the third place running Callum Eilat. Then another three car lengths back to Alex Palou. Those three start to close that gap between they and Scott Dixon as they climb the hill to turn number six.
11: Dixon's advantage is a healthy eight car lengths through turn number six. Then it is Scott McLaughlin who's opened up about a five-car length advantage over Kalamai lot with uh, the championship winner, Alex Pillow, right in tow as they bend their way through the corkscrew.
3: They work their way now off turn number nine. It is Scott Dixon. Sizable gap. We'll call it 15 carlings over Scott McLaughlin. Then it's the third place running Caleb Eilat for some of the strategies on pit road down at Georgia Hanbury.
12: Well, Augustine Canapino, currently running in that seventh position, has lost a couple spots. That's because he's battling with front wing damage. So he's battling that who goes hollinger number 78 car, and trying to hang on as long as possible.
4: <laughs> uh, so Scott Dixon is your leader. McLaughlin runs second. Callum Eilat, then Alex Pelow and Will Power. Canapino and Pretty good battle now with Christian Lundgaard now, Michael Young. That battle looks like it's shaping up now as they crest the hill and head back to you.
1: Yeah, and for Augustine Canapino, I think he's just trying to hold on right now and regain a little bit of rhythm as he has Christian Lundgaard all over his rear wing. Again, that's the battle for that seventh position as they streak their way through. Christian Lundgaard about eight car lengths ahead of Augustine Canapino. Then it's the lap car of Marcus Erickson, Marcus Armstrong right behind that duo as well.
11: And, Michael, I think we know the reason why Augustine Canapino is struggling. He's got a broken front wing, and he's trying to hold on right now He's uh, one spot ahead of Marcus Erickson. Erickson's a lap down in 16th. And then right behind Erickson is the ninth place running Armstrong. But Jake, for Canapino, that cannot feel great with that broken front wing around Monterey.
3: Yeah, so that's the question now. Is Alexander Rossi just in front of Lungard got a little bit squirrely? You have that situation with Canapino now with Marcus Erickson just behind him. But interestingly enough, Canapino goes ahead and stays out in the final laps here of this race.
4: Davey, where is he feeling that damage wing the most on this racetrack?
10: Yeah, really, on all, all corners, you're going to feel it down the straightaway, not that big of a deal, but especially the left-handers, that left front nose wing dragging the ground, just no downforce like that as he's going through turn two right now. We see Armstrong, yeah, Marcus Armstrong, get right up behind him, but can't make that pass. But. Yeah, that, uh, oh, I'm sorry, it's the right front nose wing, so it's going to hurt him on either corner, but a lot of downforce missing there.
4: Dixon's
11: still pretty comfortable out front, Nick Yeoman. 2.1 seconds now, but Eilat Pelot trying to heat up a little bit. Yeah, second, third, and fourth is far from being settled, Marcus. Scott Dixon's opened up a 2.2-second lead, but it is Callum Eilat sitting in that third spot, and Alex Pelot continuing to put the pressure on Jake. Pelot hasn't finished worse than eighth at any point this season. He'd like to get one more podium finish, though, with 13 laps to go
3: day that looked like Pelot was going to dominate and then all of a sudden all heck broke loose now he finds himself in fourth and really starting to reel in now on that third place running Callum Eilat he is right on the rear wing of the 77 as they work their way out of the main straight. he got a really
4: good run off of turn number 10 Jake and off of turn number 11 as well they get to the start finish line it's a side by side drag race up the hill looks like Alex Pelot is going to grab the spot but here comes Eilat to the high side
1: and Kalamilov will try to fight his way back, but too late. Alex Pillow has made that move and already gapped himself by two car just a matter of time before the 2023 champ was able to get around bided his time, made a fantastic pass done into turn number two, and now Alex Pillow's next target, the machine of Scott McLaughlin, and what a wild day it has been for McLaughlin. Contact, back of the field, drive throughs now running second as we close into the finish of this race. Could
11: Alex Pillow have a little bit magic left up his sleeve here in the closing laps? He runs in third behind Dixon and McLaughlin, clears lot for third, Power runs in fifth, and Will Power appears to be marching towards that lead group as well. Though bending their way out of the corks here, Jake heading to you.
3: Taking a look now at Alex Pillow trying to now draw a bead on Scott McLaughlin. Got about 18 carlings to make up before he can get there. McLaughlin through turn number 11. He's 12 carlings behind the leader, Scott Dixon.
4: Michael Young. There is no question that he is not willing to content and rest on his laurels. He would like nothing better than to get to the top step of the podium and, as we said, put an emphatic exclamation point on this championship. What a run by Alex Pillow today!
1: And what a bizarre race it has this has been. And again, as I said earlier, the only normality is Alex Pillow is running in the front, has closed that gap between he and Scott McLaughlin. That was a couple of seconds just a lap ago, to visibly down to about 18 car lengths. Scott Dixon, then about another 10, 15 car lengths back to Scott McLaughlin. Third place running, Alex Pillow, they all climbed the hill. Nick, you to you. I want to take a
11: look back, though, at that battle we've been watching for Augustine Canapino, who has a disabled race car. That front wing is bouncing around, sparking around the racetrack, and it's really starting to stack up some cars behind him. Uh, He's got Marcus Armstrong, Pottawa Ward. Looks like uh, Felix Rosenquist, who's a couple laps down. He's right behind, but Jake Augustine Canapino doing everything he can to hang on to that race car despite that damaged front wing, but he has a ton of cars behind him. It is uh, Armstrong and O'Ward trying to get around. They both want that eighth spot.
3: You could bet if Armstrong and Award were using ways right now, it would say slowed vehicle in traffic in front of you. But they're not able to make the move off of turn number ten. So Canapino again. Armstrong draws very close to him off turn number eleven,
4: and uh, trying to keep that battle tight. You've got Canapino, Armstrong, Pato Award. Now Ryan hunter Ray and even Stingray Rob trying to join the fray. So cars really stacking up behind the wounded race car of August and Canapino. Back to the back to the hairpin, Michael Young.
1: And when and where he needs the grip, Mark. James is down there in that Adretti hair pit. He really has all of those cars following him. Close that gap down into turn number two. Now into turn number four comes Augustine Canapito. I tell you, he has done a fantastic job with this broken front wing. Still trying to keep pace, but Marcus Armstrong closes in on that rear wing. Again, the two Aero McLaren cars behind Marcus Armstrong, Ryan hunter Ray in that battle as well.
11: Top five still, Dixon, McLaughlin, Polo, Eilat, and Power. Alexander Rossi's getting some pressure from. Christian Lundgaard but we're watching Augustine Canapino trying to hang on to that eighth position in front of Marcus Armstrong down through the corkscrew nose to tail Canapino Armstrong Pato Award, and Felix Rosenquist
3: and again, Christian Lundgaard runs in seventh in his run away from Canapino, but Armstrong now again coming off, and now we've got another car that went ahead and kicked up some dust off of turn number 10, got back on track, but back in on Canapino. Armstrong again not able to make that move off turn number 11. That was a car
4: of Felix Rosenquist. Jakey's running two laps down in the 20th position. We'll watch that battle again. Head back to Michael Young. We're keeping an eye on it. Canapino, Armstrong, and Award.
1: They are stacked up as Augustine Canapino exits the Andretti Hairpin. tries to get some momentum in that Pucos Hollinger car. Three car lengths separate he and Marcus Actually, Marcus Armstrong was able to get around. So now it's the Errol McLaren cars trying to get around. Pato Award and then Ryan Hunter-Reay. He's just dropping through the field, but again, a, a masterful job keeping control of that car as he makes his way through this course. Yeah,
11: Marcus Armstrong pulled off that pass, Michael down in turn number two, and he's opened up a nice gap here with nine laps to go. In fact, Canapino is now under the attack by Pato Award. Award's going to dart to the inside and make that pass as they enter the corkscrew. So move Marcus Armstrong up to eight, Pato Award up to nine, Augustine Canapino, Jake drop kick to the tenth spot.
3: At the fait accompli, I think, of the fact that eventually Canapino was going to start dropping back. Ryan hunter Ray is the next that will try to get to him as they work their way up turn number 11.
4: Now the question is how much speed does Potable Ward have in his car as we check in on another battle right now that's starting to shape up? That is the battle for the sixth position. Alexander Rossi has it. Christian Lundgaard wants it. Let's give you a top ten here. With eight laps to go now, we've got Dixon, McLaughlin, I Ilot, Power, then Rossi, Lundgaard, Armstrong strong award at hunter ray a valiant effort davy by Augustin and Caterpino, but it sounds to me like the handling on that race car between that and the tire deck has just made it too much to handle
10: yeah, it sure has. If you look at Catapino, lap 59 was last he pitted. He needs to pit again, anyways. They probably should have brought him in, uh, and replaced that nose wing, and got him fuel, and just took what he could, could get out of the day because he's losing too much ground right now. But great run by that uh, that driver and that team. Just unfortunately got together with his teammate lot who still finds himself in the fourth position, and he he may be even short on fuel. You got to remember Plo last pitted with on lap 59. Uh, Ilot lot on 61 those are they're running third and fourth right now close for them on fuel but right now Dixon McLaughlin uh, let me see, and then the power in that third spot is good on fuel, Rossi's good on fuel Lundgaard and Armstrong, right now they're all set to go.
4: Uh, let's go back and check in again uh, on the Scott Dixon and the improbable run, he's uh, been on Davey over the last handful of races it all started with a fifth place finish at Nashville he won the Indianapolis Grand Prix the second race there this year then he won at Worldwide Technology Raceway and grabbed the third spot on the podium at Portland and uh, a lot of that was simply because their strategy was just a little better than everybody else's
10: yeah, and here we were talking about, is Scott Dixon going to win a race? Uh, it's been 19 years that, that he's won a race every year, and and, and we thought, is this going to be the year that he doesn't win one? No, he wins two, and now it could be three. All-on strategy, by the way. It wasn't just pure speed. It was just the, that team and that driver, the talent they have, and how they work together and, and make it happen. And Scott Dixon, again, getting a penalty early on, getting in that first lap wreck. That's happened twice. That happened at the Indy Grand Prix. And then... As we see, he's dominating this race right now. As long as it just stays green is what they're hoping. With six to go, he's looking good to get his third win of the season. I want to
4: pose this question to all of our turn announcers about Scott Dixon with six laps to go and a 4.3-second lead. We'll start with you, Michael Young. Michael Young, does he belong in the conversation of the old-time greats along with Foyd and Mears and Andretti And the answers?
1: I would say this. I said he's certainly the most, or I should say the greatest driver of his generation with that win at Nashville just one year ago. How can you not put him to the top of the pedestal with all those other fantastic drivers? And to think about how competitive this series has become in the last decade, actually when he got to this series back in 2003, it's been amazing to see what he has been able to accomplish. And Nick, the thing about it is he's consistently done it year in year
11: out and i think the beautiful thing about it is uh, just like in stick and ball sports every star player needs a good coach and as this combination of scott dixon my call and then ultimately uh the resources that chip ganassi uh gives scott dixon and that crew at the uh, Wolfpack pit crew that does a fantastic job the combination has uh, just been absolutely stout jake query i don't think there is any doubt that we are witnessing one of the all-time greats of this sport
3: Well, the numbers would absolutely prove it as well because you've got to consider he's en route to his third win of the year. He has said, or at least the buzz has been, that he'd like to go four more seasons. Four times three is 12. This win today puts him within 11 of A.J. Foyt as the winningest driver in the history of this sport in this series. Scott Dixon is absolutely a generational talent and showing it here today in Northern California.
4: Promising day for Devlin D. De Francesco. He was ordered to pit road because he has been able to maintain a competitive speed. And Davy Hamilton, your thoughts I know it's tough to make comparisons. I think Michael Young may have put it best in terms of describing him as the best driver of his era because when you start talking about the unzers and Andrettis and Foyts, you're talking about guys who drove in a multitude of disciplines Scott Dixon's career has been focused on IndyCar, but he's been uh, the best of the best during his tenure here in the NTT IndyCar Series.
10: Yeah, and and you're right. I mean, you you can't really compare, but you have to, and that's where the record books are for, And, and if you look at the record books, he's on top of it and beaten those drivers of the past and then he's done a, a, a masterful job and you have to look this series is more competitive than it was back then just bottom line as we see Cantabino get smoke overshoots the uh, corkscrew and off line. he goes he needs to just call it a day come in and, pit and get new nose on that carpet but, but Scott Dixon what what a what a masterful driver he is just never seems surprised surprise and cool and as collected as could be and when he found a home at Chip Ganassi I bet he didn't realize what a champion and, and what record breaker he was going to be
4: well you talk about what they've done Davey not only have they grabbed the top two spots at points but they've also taken a driver that drove road and street courses only at Marcus Armstrong and he has efficiently locked up the rookie of the year title
10: yeah, great run by that entire team, and congratulations to him for Rookie of the Year. Looking forward to see him be full-time next year, give those ovals a chance and put him in position to try to win a championship in this series. I mean, kind of a quiet year for him. We haven't talked about him much, but because he sits in that spot, he's always in that top ten, being P8 right now. Well, great job by a rookie, and he's just, uh, I think, on the just sit back of Jake. back to Jake. Callum Eilat just had an off in turn number nine, lost some positions on track. So a
3: very promising day for Callum Eilat. He got himself into a position where he was loose off turn number nine. And Callum Eilat now has a traffic jam behind him.
4: Yeah, he's got a couple of cars trying to track him down. It looks like Alexander Rossi and Christian Lundgaard are all there. And that's going to be a pretty good battle, Michael Young, as they all go nose to tail. Back to you into turn number two.
1: Yeah, that is a tight quarters as they exit the Andretti hairpin. We see Callum trying to get a little rhythm back and make his way through turn number three. He'll start to streak out a little bit, start to gain a little measured gap between he and Alexander Rossi. He exits turn number four back end bobbles ever so slightly. He'll now gap himself about five car lengths from Alexander Rossi. But right there is Christian Lundgaard. Hayes closed in about two lengths on the back wing of Rossi, and then the lap car Marcus Erickson's there.
11: Boy, really impressed with Callum because he dirtied up those tires with that off track excursion and then got back onto the racetrack and was able to hold off Rossi and, uh, and, and Lungard and did it all while cleaning up those tires. So that was a nice job, Jake, by that uh, British driver for Hukos Hollinger Racing, holding on to that fifth spot
3: trying to exactly preserve that top five Rossi behind him right now and then Lundgaard. then you have that lap car down of Marcus Erickson as Ilot now back on track on schedule and at speed works his way safely with Rossi behind him through turn number 11. Uh,
4: two laps to go for Scott Dixon let's give you a, a, the top 10. Dixon, McLaughlin, Palo, Power and Eilat. Rossi and Lundgaard appears to be still a pretty good battle Armstrong awarded Hunter Ray. How about that battle now for six Michael Young in front of you.
1: And Christian Lundgaard not done yet Closes back in on that rear wing of Alexander Rossi Rossi able to gain some measured distance of About two car lengths as he exits Turn number three The key will be getting through that turn number four Can Rossi keep the back end underneath him? Indeed he does And now just like that What was once one car length Rubber bands back to about two car lengths As Devlin DeFrancesco has come back out onto the track But really not up to speed And
3: meanwhile, Scott Dixon has worked his way now with a sizable lead up turn number 10 and now works his way back onto the main straightaway. Scott Dixon closing out the race here in Laguna Seca, Mark.
4: Uh, The PNC Bank Machine comes off of turn number 11. Scott Dixon will see the white flag fly. And again, they have worked the strategy masterfully again today, Michael Young, as Scott Dixon sets up for the hairpin.
1: 2019 finished runner-up. That was his best ever finish here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. It is always a joy to see this once young man, now mature driver, make his way through turn number four for the final time. If he would have had a little bit better momentum in the mid part of the season, who knows what this championship chase would have been. In any case, Scott Dixon will be the champion of WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca today as he heads to turn six for the final time. Boy,
11: it has been a wild race with lots of yellow flags, lots of cautions, and lots of different strategies we should have known, though. Of course, Scott Dixon and Mike Cole were going to get it right. Out of the corkscrew for the final time. Jake Querrey, he's a couple corners away.
3: You drivers are ever better at waiting for a race to come to them than Scott Dixon and in the craziest of circumstances today that's exactly what happened. Mark James, help bring home the Kiwi of turn number 11. His
4: 56th career win will be his third in the last four races. The advance auto park checkered flag flies and Scott Dixon goes to victory lane. He closes out the season by winning the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. Scott McLaughlin with a spirited duel worked his pitch strategy and uh, kind of fended off his early race woes. He'll grab the second spot. Alex Palo, your series champion, will grab the third spot on the podium. Will Power Calum Eilat complete the top five of the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. Uh, Mark James, Davey Hamilton, the whole crew putting the wraps on the 2023 campaign and what an impressive run, Davey, by Scott Dixon.
10: Ah. You know, every time there's any kind of... You know, incident in the start of a race, he got spun out of the Grand Prix. He got hit here. He got uh, he got a penalty for unavoidable contact. Had to do a drive through. Uh, so many things that went against him. But you know what they do? They play it to their advantage. They play it to their favor. They learn the strategy, figure out what to do because they would have never pitted if they didn't get hit or, or ran into. They would have been with everybody else. So hats off to Chip Ganassi, Mike Hole, Scott Dixon for a masterful job, and and Scott's teammate who's out there burning donuts right now, uh, Alex blow for winning the championship. What a great year for that Chip Ganassi racing team.
4: Calum Ilan ties his best career finish with a fifth place run. Christian Lundgaard was sixth. Uh, Marcus Armstrong Davies secures rookie of the year honors. He finished eighth today.
10: Well, there you go, another Ganassi car, got the Rookie of the Year. So what an outstanding year for him, and looking forward to seeing him uh, compete. You know, we want to see him full-time ovals, and, and uh, it's going to be exciting to see uh, what Chip has in store for next year. But, boy, this Scott Dixon. He's not going anywhere, is he?
4: I uh, don't know what the future holds for Ryan hunter Ray, but, boy, I'll tell you what, if he's not back, at least uh, he'll know that he gave it a good ride in his uh, last race for ECR this year. Davey, he comes home with a 10th place finish.
10: Yeah, outstanding. Good for him, man. That's uh, happy to see that for Ryan hunter Ray. showing he can still get it done, to be honest with you, and showing that, that team is getting better and better. So uh, hats off to Ryan hunter Ray. Great run, a top ten, not easy to do, to do here, and uh, that's, uh, that's a lot of fun to see that happen.
4: Uh, he was uh, being awarded the championship trophy a year ago, uh, a difficult day for Will Power, and he soldiered it. It worked awfully hard, Ryan Marine, for that fourth-place finish
2: yeah no question about it it was a hard fought top five for willpower you had a drive-through at one point it was up and down all day long how do you summarize your day today
14: yeah it was uh, like one of the old school IndyCar races with just crazy strategy and ye- yellows and restarts um yeah <laughs> just can't believe we got back to
2: fourth it's pretty crazy probably could have been a bit better actually some of those restarts were really, really wild with that run into the final quarter. What was your take on some of the chaos you saw?
14: Yeah, it's. Um, I reckon they should change that rule next year because everyone just died bombs just creates more yellows. Um, shouldn't be allowed to pass until
2: you're out of the last corner at least. Yeah. Well, congratulations on a strong top five to close out the season. That's Will Power, Georgia.
12: Scott McLaughlin, second today, third overall in championship points. He gives the thumbs up to the fan there. The smile is contagious on your face. The strategy today was playing in your favor. Let's talk about that. Well,
16: yeah. Halfway through the race, I'm like, this is not working out. This is not our day. Well, maybe at the start of the race, but the expel Chevy, we just didn't give up. I was, I was mad there for a bit. I was like, far out. It's just annoying. We had a really fast car, but... Just kept our heads down and uh, took the, took the field when we needed it. I did a mega restart one of them and got a he- heap of spots that put us in position there and. Um Yeah, super proud. And we're third in the championship, so that's an even added bonus.
12: You've locked down third in the championship as well. I think that has a lot to do with what the thumbs up was to the fans there. So let's take us on a journey through the season and locking up the third place.
16: Yeah, ultimately, we didn't win as many races as we did in 2022, but I think it was a better season overall. I mean, we are just solid when we needed to be. We went out of the top 10 since since the Indy 500 um and just these guys and girls on the team just the 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 pit stops are phenomenal when i have like front wing damage they fix it straight away they get me out it's just really it's a really good team and we're really building for 2024 so i said to the guys today uh, before the start of the race i said today starts next year starts today and really proud of that
12: next year starts today that's scott mclaughlin who was second today third in the championship points to victory lane
6: And Scott Dixon just got congratulations from Chip Ganassi and Mike Hall making his way in as well. And Scott, when you had that drive-through penalty early on, a God, Grace, did you ever think that you'd end up here in victory
13: lane? Uh, you, never, you know that you're never out of it, that's for sure. Uh, it was definitely a, a mixed emotions day. You know, we, we started the morning pretty rough. Uh, had to do, you know, an engine change and then got a grid penalty with that and got caught up in that mess at the start. I don't know what I could have done different there. You know, I was just trying to drive straight. Car was off track, coming back on. We made contact. I didn't think, you know, it was uh, warranted definitely of a drive-through, maybe to give a spot-up or something, but... Um, is what it is but uh, big day for the team obviously uh, celebrating a 1-2 finish uh, in the championship and congrats to to Alex and everybody involved Uh, big thank you to to Honda you know the fuel mileage as always is uh, is a nice little thing that you can put in your back pocket and uh, you know pull through like we did there but uh, yeah definitely a mess of a day man
6: and you know you talked to Mike Hall we talked about it this morning before that a warm up session about sort of the uh, magic that you guys do at what what point did you know that you uh, were going to be able to make it on fuel
13: uh, yeah it was pretty straightforward for us we knew um you knew it was going to be pretty easy i was actually shocked i thought the i thought the five car was going to make it to the end you know he pitted uh you know f- kind of in the window that we think we should have made it from pretty easily uh especially with the caution that we had but you know uh, i was definitely shocked to see the 28 and the five pull off there before that last restart and then it was uh it was happy days man just cruise along and um you know just can't thank this team enough
6: Last year, you broke a tie with Mario Andretti for a career wins, and now this is the 27th different track you've won at. Broke a tie with Mario Andretti again. You've won at a lot of places, literally all over the world. What's that mean to you?
13: Yeah, it means a lot. You know, I think even, as I've always said, to be, you know, mentioned with the likes of AJ and, and Mario is, is very special. Um, but again, a huge credit to the, to the team. You know, not one single person wins these races, and, um, you know, without the team that uh, we work with and all of us, you know, Alex and all the drivers, and including we wouldn't be able to do what we do. So, And that goes for the partners as well. You know, so I can't thank PNC Bank enough for, for allowing us to come out here and, and race hard. Congratulations on your third win of the year, and we'll see you in 2024. Thanks, man. Cheers.
2: Scott Dixon wins the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey over to Ryan Marine. Season champion drives for Chip Ganassi Racing. The race winner drives for Chip Ganassi Racing. The Rookie of the Year also drives for Chip Ganassi Racing. That's Marcus Armstrong. Marcus, it was a Roden street course only program for you this year. So when the season started, did you even have your eyes on Rookie of the Year?
14: Um, well, my target was to go out right there and do well, and... And be on the podium and win races. That that's my target, and it and it doesn't change, no matter what the situation is. But to get rookie of the year without doing the ovals, it's um, yeah, it's, it's pretty damn cool. And I'm really really pleased about it, and grateful to my team for giving me. The
2: best opportunity to do so. And next year, you do get to do the ovals. In fact, an oval test coming up here pretty soon. How excited are you for adding a new challenge to uh, your schedule next year?
14: Yeah, it's certainly uh, it's certainly a new challenge for me uh, starting on ovals. I can't wait. I can't wait to start to learn uh, all the all the bits and pieces of uh, oval racing. It's going to be a, a great um, journey.
2: All in all, how would you grade your rookie season?
14: Uh, I don't know. Out of ten, sure, uh, six. 6 out of (laughs) 10. Why not higher? Uh, Well, had I not been spun here on the restart and been on the podium, I may have given myself a better number. But, um, yeah, we we still could have been uh, on the podium (laughs) at a couple of races this year. So... That's my target for next year.
2: Well, a fantastic season. Congratulations on Rookie of the Year. And full-time next year, that is Marcus Armstrong.
14: Yeah, well done, Marcus Armstrong.
4: And uh, the battle for the Manufacturers' Championship. Chevrolet gets the win, 1,437 points to 1,424 points. And, Alex Wolf, you've caught up with a very happy Jim Campbell, an honorary member of IndyCar Radio.
6: Oh, absolutely. Jim Campbell, honorary, a member of the IMS Radio Network and IndyCar Radio, I'd have to say with all your appearances you make with us throughout the season, and how does this feel to get another Manufacturer's Championship for the Bowtie Brigade?
8: Well, certainly uh, Will Power and Callum Eilat did the job for us, got those uh, valuable points. It makes it our eighth Manufacturer's Championship since we returned in 2012, so super proud of it. Team effort uh, certainly would... Would would have liked to have a lot more wins this season, but got the Manufacturers Championship. Super proud of everybody at Chevy, our Chevrolet Powertrain engineers, and everyone at Ilmore as well.
6: And I mean, when you start a season, I think as a manufacturer, there's a two boxes you want to check off. Once that manufacturer's championship at the end of the season, and the other one, the big race, the Indianapolis 500 and Memorial Day weekend, mission accomplished for Chevrolet.
8: Absolutely, uh, certainly, uh, super proud of the manufacturers, and obviously Joseph Newgarden, Team Penske getting the uh, the Indy 500 win. That makes the season. Super bright when you get the Indy 500 win for sure, but uh, looking forward to next year as well. And uh, if you look at, you know, this uh, this this era of the V6, it's been unbelievable. We have had 111 wins out of 197 races, so the V6 is uh, going to move on to the hybrid era next year. We're looking forward to it. And as you move ahead to that, I know uh, testing already underway and just shows uh,
6: the uh, growth not only of IndyCar racing, but of uh, passenger cars with this hybrid era that
8: really the uh, drive on Sunday, win on Sunday, sell on Monday, sort of a moniker is still true. Yeah, it's true. And we'll be out uh, testing at uh, St. Louis this coming week and then up to Road America the following week to get an oval and then a road course with production in 10 hybrids. So it's going to be uh, an important uh, next few weeks for sure. It's been a great season, of course, for IndyCar in general, but
6: Chevrolet in particular. Jim Campbell, congratulations on the title. Thanks, Travis.
2: Let's go to Ryan Marine. And Caleb Islot matched a career best with a fifth-place finish here today. At Laguna Seca, boy, oh boy, was it close! You ran out of fuel coming uh, on the cool-down lap. So, how nervous were you about the fuel number over the final few laps?
15: Yeah, the fuel number. I had a bent rear as well, and I, I was, <laughs> I was trying to handle that thing all the way through the, through the final stint, and it was, it was painful. I have to say, it was not an easy one to, to keep on the track, uh, and keep the guys behind. Um, unfortunately, I, I lost a couple of positions, but. Still P5 is a great race for us. Um, yeah, great points and a good way to finish the season. Biggest mover as well. I think it's a, it's a nice one.
2: And your finishing position helped Chevrolet clinch the Manufacturers' Championship as well.
15: I think they were quite happy about that. They sounds that way. It. Yeah, they weren't expecting it. No, it's, it's a great day all round for us. Um, obviously, I wish it was a bit more because we, we would have been in for a good position, unfortunately. But, yeah, great finish.
2: How nice is it to head off into the off season with some wind in your sails, a top-five finish, matching a career best?
15: Yeah, I, I can't complain. Honestly it's it's been a it's been a tough year and putting it together a bit more at the end there with the way the race panned out,
2: yeah, good one. I think I think we're gonna have a nice nice off season. Very strong day today, top five for Callum Eilot, Hunko's Hollinger Racing
4: uh 1437 points for Chevrolet, Davey, 1425 for Honda. What a close it has been over the last three or four races for
10: Chevrolet. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And like I said, I got to go back and look, but it seemed like Honda was on top this entire season, but as Alex mentioned, you know, you try to get, you, you want to click off two boxes no matter what in the IndyCar series. And the first one is the Indy 500, the second one's the championship and Chevrolet, congratulations to them. They they got both uh, of those boxes checked this year and um, what a great run.
4: Uh, Georgia Heddeberry.
12: Alex Pillow, the commencement has began. You stand here next to the cup and you did donuts on the front stretch. It's all coming together as two-time champion. Walk us through the season and this team effort to put you in the
7: spot. Yeah, just an amazing year overall um, with five wins, 10 podiums. It's just been insane. Uh, We were close today as well, but we couldn't really finish it with a win. So uh, happy with the P3 today super stoked about the second championship and it's been a tremendous year. Um, On track, it's just been Uh, Nothing but good times and cannot wait for next season to start.
12: I'm sure it felt real last weekend, but now as you stand here, how real does it really feel?
7: Yeah, absolutely. Last weekend was weird, right? Because we didn't really have uh, all the hats uh, and the ring or the big trophy. So um, I'm just super excited uh, to have it now. Cannot wait to get some pictures with the team and celebrate afterwards.
12: Celebration it is. That's Alex Pillow. He's now a two-time NTT IndyCar Series champion.
4: And here's a stat for you. First driver since Harry Hart's in 1922 to start at least 17 races and finish no lower than eighth in every race. And my thanks to Scott Richards for those numbers that he gave me about Dixon and also Harry So I'll tell you what, it's time to say so long, and we want to give everybody an opportunity to do that. Our turn announcers are the absolute best in the business. Let's give them a chance to say farewell to you, our loyal fans, over the course of the season. Let's start with Michael Young.
1: You know, it's bittersweet every time we come to Monterey. Love this city, love this track, and love everything about this event. Unfortunately, this will be the last time that we will end the season here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Obviously, we'll be in Nashville next year, but what a fantastic season it has been. How quickly it seems at St. Petersburg just a few weeks ago, actually months ago. The Indy 500 seems like yesterday, and it all just was a big blur and so much fun, and I'd like to thank all the fans you see throughout the year. They always take the time to say hello and, and tell us what a great job we do and how much they enjoy listening to us. They'll share photos from years past with ourselves and other drivers, and, and it's they who make this job so very, very special, and without them, it certainly wouldn't be as thrilling as it is to call each and every race in this NTT IndyCar Series. To all those fans, to all those listeners, to all the drivers and crews, thank you for a fantastic 2023. Thank you, Michael Young. Nick Yeoman.
11: I'll tell you what, we get to the end of the season, I always uh, look back and think, what am I going to remember 10 years from now? There's a couple things that stand out. Uh, Joseph Newgarden's win in the Indianapolis 500, him jumping out of that car celebrating in the crowd is something that we'll remember for a long time. I think Scott Dixon's close to the season, pulling uh, numerous rabbits out of the hat, and then you just kind of ripped off that stat. Alex Palou's incredible consistency, unlike we have seen in a very, very long time. I think this championship is going to age very, very well. Uh, what a great season, Mark. It's been a lot of fun.
3: Jake Query. Mark, I will never forget the first time that I had the pleasure of coming along with this network on an away race away from Indianapolis in Milwaukee. And it's hard for me to imagine that I just did my 250th race on this network. But here's how that is possible. It's because of simply the fact that not only do I work with great guys that are great friends and gals as well, but also just the race fans in general. It has become so much fun over the course of the years at each racetrack to see familiar faces, to see the same folks each and every year and just to be able to carry on that tradition with each and every season. And congratulations again to Alex Pillow and to all of those who won races over the course of this year. And thanks, of course, as always, to the NTT IndyCar Series and Penske Entertainment for making it possible for us to do it, but mostly for all those that listen that are the reason that we do so. Mark, it's been a pleasure once again.
4: Amazing job by each and every one of you. Let's hear from our pit reporters one final time. Let's we'll start with Ryan Marine.
2: Well, last year, the formula for the championship for willpower, one win and just racking up the podiums one year later. And it's all about winning all the races like Alex Pelot did, picking up five in route to the title this year. You simply don't know what you're going to get one year to the next in the NTT IndyCar Series. And that for me is why it's so much fun to cover this form of racing. Next year, of course, comes with the new hybrid powertrains, adding another wrinkle into the mix. And I'll tell you, all of us on the radio network cannot wait for the St. Petersburg race that kicks off the season. It cannot come soon enough. Alex Wolf.
6: Well, it's another exciting season, so grateful to do this. Of course, a dream come true to be with the radio network all throughout the season. For me, that summer stretch that Alex Pillow had with wins in Detroit, the first race back downtown since 1991, the win at Road America, the dominant fashion that he won the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio with. It was getting to the point where interviewing him in victory lane. I was going to ask him if he had any questions for me because I had about run out of them. but he was able to put a stranglehold on that title, take a second series championship, amidst all the talk and speculation that surrounded uh, himself and his future to be able to take another championship and let me tell you it was an exciting season so much fun to be with the network again traveling around all these great locations and thank you to the fans thank you to the folks at wima radio in lime ohio that allowed me to come out here and pursue this and Cannot wait until the 2024 season comes along again. So thanks to everybody. It's been a great ride this year. Hard to believe it was a year ago she made
4: her debut, but what a year it's been. Georgia Hanneberry, wonderful job. Well done. You've been a great addition (laughs) for
1: sure.
12: Well, thank you, Mark. It is an honor to join this team. 17 IndyCar Indy races, 14 IndyNext races, it seems like this season has just flown by, and I am honored and very grateful to join you guys for these races. So a dream come true on my end. You guys are the best at what you do, and we're looking forward to 2024.
4: Well said, for sure. And uh, our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, I'll tell you, you, you don't have to do any math for a while, Davey. What a year it's been for you. Well done, as always, my friend.
12: Yeah,
10: well, you know what? It's so exciting because just for me being involved with you guys for so long and all friends and such a great group on the radio network and and as they said the fans come and tell us that they enjoy listening to us so that's obviously a huge honor but you know what to be able to cover this series so competitive never know who's going to win week in week out they just keep throwing different things at us yes Pelo and ganassi and dixon seem to be on top of the charts this year but will they be next year and there's so many teams that are just knocking on that door a lot of driver swaps. Keep it's it exciting year-round for us, Mark, and I'm just happy to be involved with it and be part of it. Again, you know, outside the cockpit. This is the best place I could ever be, so I want to thank everybody for having me, and uh, I'm looking forward to next year. A
4: safe travels, my friend. One final rundown for you. Scott Dixon, your winner. Scott McLaughlin, Alex Palou, Will Power, Calum Eilat, the top five. Christian Lundgaard, Alexander Rossi, Marcus Armstrong, Pato Award, Ryan Hunter, Ray through 10th. 11th, Roman Grosjean, 12th, Stingray Rob, 13th, Elio Castroneves, 14th, Augustine Canapino, 15th, Marcus Erickson, 16th, Benjamin Peterson, 17th, Santino Ferrucci, 18th, Reedus VK, 19th, Felix Rosenquist, David Malucas, 20th, 21st, Devlin De Francesco, Joseph Newgarden, 22nd, Colton Herta 23rd, 24th, Uri Vips, 25th, Kyle Kirkwood, 26th, Tom Blumquist, and 27th, Graham Ray Hall. Alex Palo led 51 laps. Scott Dixon led 20. Pato Award led 15. Felix Rosenquist, 6. Roman Grosjean led 2. Kyle Milot was plus 15 on the day. Ryan hunter Ray was, two Elio Castro Evans, plus 14, plus 12. Stingray Robin, plus 10, Scott Dixon. There were eight cautions for 35 laps. One of those ties a record. The other 35 laps, the record for the most ever turned here. Alex Palo wins the championship by 78 points over Scott Dixon. They grab one, two. Ganassi Racing does. Scott McLaughlin jumps up two spots to grab third. Pottawal Ward fourth. And Joseph Newgarden fifth. Some final thoughts from yours truly when we come back to the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. Let's pause. Ten seconds for station notification. This is the IndyCar Radio Network. Nice work, everybody.
0: now it's cool. I work, yeah, we had a fast car. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for uh, the whole year.
13: It's been a big year for this team, so
5: thank you. Thanks for hanging
4: in there today. Uh, what a wild ride it has been. Let's go all the way back to the season opener on the streets of St. Petersburg and relive this 2023 campaign, courtesy of Sam Rumsa. It has been a wild and woolly Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. The Advance Auto Park twin checkered flag in the air and it is victory lane on the streets of St. Petersburg for Marcus Erickson. He grabs the win. Joseph Newgarden going to go back to back at Texas Motor Speedway. He wins the PPG 375. The Advance Auto Park checkered flag flies and for the first time, Lane, he wins the historic Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. Romain Grosjean grabs the second spot. Twin checkers in the air. The advanced auto park checkered flag flies, and Scott McLaughlin goes to victory lane. He wins the Children of Alabama Indy Grand Prix. Alex Pelot, a dominant run. He led 53 laps on the day. He goes to victory lane by 16 seconds over Pato Award. Newgarden in the turn number four. Erickson looks to the inside, looks to the outside. New Garden has a two-car length lead. Advance auto park twin checkered flag in the air. It's the battle at the start finish line,
6: Finally. Finally. I, I'm so I, I think I've cried out. The emotion's gone. I had it I had a ton of emotion there for a little bit, but I'm just thankful to the team that we finally got this done. And the
4: popularity and the legend continues to grow. The Advance Auto Parts checkered flag is in the air, and Alex Palo is going to go to victory lane. He wins the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix presented by Lear. Alex is going to put a stranglehold on this championship for now, grab a 74-point lead as he will crest the hill Let's see the Advance Auto Parts checkered flag as Alex Palo dominates late and wins the Sancio Grand Prix at Road America presented by AMR a rising star in open wheel racing Alex Pelot is going to go to victory lane the advanced auto parts checkered flag flies and he wins the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio's. It is 28th start Christian Lundgaard is going to get Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing back to Victory Lane here on the streets of Toronto. The Advanced Auto Park checkered flag is out, and he wins the Honda Indy Toronto, his first career win in the NTT IndyCar Series. Should be win number 28 in the career for Joseph Newgarten, and a lot of those now starting to come here at Iowa Speedway. Up turn number four, the Advanced Auto Park checkered flag is in the air, and Joseph Newgarten wins the High V Homefront 250. The Advance Auto Park checkered flag waves, and it is a sweep for Joseph Newgard. He goes to Victory Lane. He plays back-to-back races. This one, the high vee One Step 250, puts it up to another tenth of a second advantage. The Advance Auto Park checkered flag is in the air, and Kyle Kirkwood goes to Victory Lane for the second time. He grabs the big machine, Music City Grand Prix, after winning earlier this year in Long Beach. Here they come to the main straightaway. The Advance Auto Park switch checkered flag is Grand Prix. He comes off of turn number four, sees the Advance Auto Parts checkered flag fly, and for the 55th time in his incredible career, 383 starts, Scott Dixon will go to victory lane, he oh. wins the Pomerino Automotive Group 500. All the off-track distractions did not distract him on track. He weaves to the start-finish line. The advanced auto parts, twin checkered flags in the air. The 2021 champion becomes the 2023 champion. Congratulations to Alex Pelot. He wins the Vitile.com Grand Prix of Portland.
7: I cannot really believe it, honestly. It's been an amazing uh, season, uh, an amazing race today, and cannot thank the team enough. American Legion um, it's a special month for us um, here in September, but um, yeah, honestly, we're missing Barry as well, um, but uh, the team did an amazing job on season and today, especially. His 56th
4: career win will be his third in the last four races. The Advance Auto Park checkered flag flies, and Scott Dixon goes to victory lane. He closes out the season by winning the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. Time indeed flies when you're having fun. That sums up this season perfectly. We've had fun covering the greatest drivers of the World Chase Indy 500 Immortality and the spoils of winning a championship. Sincere congratulations to Joseph Newgarden and Alex Palou. To you, our loyal and dedicated listener, an honest and sincere thank you for choosing us. Our goal is to entertain and inform. We trust we did that. As far as our crew, first to the folks you don't see or hear, Director Chris Pollock, who will celebrate his 30th year with the network next year, Chief Engineer Rick Evans, Producer Sam Rumza, Pit Producer Brian Livingston, RF Assistant Paul Levitt; Satellite Technician Scott Burgett, and all of the crew at BSI, thanks for your tireless efforts and professionalism. To our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, turn announcers, Nick Yeoman, Jake Query, and Michael Young, no one more clearly defines theater of the mind than you, thanks to your incredible talent. To Alex Wolf, Ryan Marine, Georgia Heddeberry, and Joel Sebastianelli, we are envious of your knowledge, passion, enthusiasm, and ability. Thank you for all you have done for us and our listeners. Others who have joined us throughout the year, Rob Blackman, Scott Sander, Kristen Airy, Brett McMillan, and Brad Gilley. Regardless of your role, all of you handled it with unparalleled professionalism. Thanks, too, to Doug Rice and our PRN family for again joining us on a most memorable journey. To Roger Penske, Mark Miles, Jay Fry, and everyone at Penske Entertainment and IndyCar, congratulations on another memorable season. We can't wait to see what's in store for the future for this series. We do know that Quest is in very capable hands. Lastly, to my family and Monrovia High School, thanks for your continued support throughout this amazing journey. Health and happiness to you all. The Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey has been brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of the NTT IndyCar Series for redefining the limits. Advanced Auto Parts, official checkered flag of the NTT IndyCar Series. Bypens Oil, official motor oil of the NTT IndyCar Series. American Medical Response, official partner of the NTT IndyCar Series and the AMR IndyCar Safety Team. Coors Light, cold as the Rockies. Coors Light is proud to be the official beer partner of the IndyCar Series. Coors Light, made to chill. By Borg Warner, official turbochargers of the NTT IndyCar Series. By Hitchman Racing Uniforms, nothing fits like a Hinchpin. The Indy Racing Experience, the fastest seat in sports. By Safety Clean, official environmental service partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. By Racing Optics, the official aero screen and helmet tear-off of the NTT IndyCar Series. Shell, official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series. And by NTT, official technology and title partner, of the NTT IndyCar Series. Our driver analyst today was Davey Hamilton in the pits, Ryan Marine, Alex Wolf, and Georgia Heddenberry. Our turn announcers, Nick Yeoman, Michael Young, and Jay Query. Our chief engineer is Rick Evans, satellite and technical support courtesy of Scott Brigat. Master control operations at our Indianapolis studios by Sam Rumsa. The network director is Chris Pollock. This is Mark James. Health and happiness to you all. Stay warm this winter. We'll see you in St. Pete.
0: The preceding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.